Y'all ready? Lori Harvey and future situation is hilarious. I don't. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Let's get into this bitch. All right. Now, you know, I wanted to come in with some Marvin Gaye, maybe. You know, some some celebratory music to pop off our 100th episode of the podcast. But instead, I decided to play something that'll boost boost the Houston spirit right now because I know especially y'all sports fans are going through it right now <laughs> a lot of shit going on Texans got blown out in the playoffs Astros cheating <laughs> people are depressed right now in the city man this is I don't want to say it's Harvey bag of course it's not Harvey bad but people are depressed right now one of the worst times for Houston sports <laughs> oh definitely definitely if not the and the Rockets are trash too I don't care what y'all say. They trash, man. They look terrible. They ain't feel place or that don't see. fucking matter, man. They gonna get blown out in the playoffs. Westbrook can't shoot a three. These niggas don't play defense. They all trash, man. So Houston sports ain't looking too good. So we gonna lift some spirits and play a little fat pat real quick, man. Rest Remember the peace. good times. Yeah. Around the time this song came out, the Rock is done. Had a two peat. Oh, Oilers, yeah, ninety four, ninety five, yeah, around that time. Okay. Yeah, the Oilers were still around. I mean, they wasn't doing shit, but they were still around. The Astros weren't doing shit. Okay, it wasn't that great of a time, but <laughs> at least the Rockets won a championship. Now, if there was one Houston anthem, would this be it, or would it be something else? If you had to choose one song for the Houston anthem. I would probably for the Houston anthem. I would probably say that zero freestyle. That Matt, most city dying. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Good point. For sure. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I remember coming to Houston in college and not knowing what the hell that song was, and no everybody damn. was singing. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. And now, yeah. They've adopted me to that side. Yeah, I told y'all about that. I thought it was paid in full. (laughs) (laughs) You were shocked when Rakim ain't start rapping. The beat came on. I'm like, thinking of a master plan. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Everybody talk about drinking the cup, blah, blah, blah. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. But I I do like that song, though. I play it often on In The Loop. Yeah. Low key, to be honest, I don't like this song that much. Really? I don't like this Fat Pat. It's probably one of my least favorite Fat Pat songs, but I understand. I just don't like the sample. I don't like like Fat Pat got better songs. Did Bad Boy throw it off? Because remember they remade this. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the sample. I thought the like Fat Pat got better songs to me. Yeah. But I understand it's iconic and we trying to lift the spirits up right now. So yeah. we let it. Oh, fuck. That's enough of that shit. <laughs> I'm done with it. So, our 100th episode of the podcast is here, people. I yes. know it's been about a month. <laughs> it's been so it's been long. A long. People quit asking coming. about it. Uh, dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, people, we had a two-parter with Stanford route. We we released in uh, two separate weeks. And that was before the Christmas break. And we ain't really seen each other since the Christmas break. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while. So welcome back, everybody, to the Gems and Juice podcast, y'all. Yes. 100th episode celebration. I say celebration. It's only three of us here, yeah, but fuck we it. Chilling, yeah. man. We, we chilling, man. We was thinking of a lot of different stuff to do, but... We shouldn't even think that hard on it, man. Yeah, we should just do us. It started with us. It's going to end with exactly, us. Exactly. Exactly. 
So we all you reunited together again, sipping on some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and we going to do the damn thing. We're going to break down all the shit we missed. We missed a lot. I know. We're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about all this music that came out and all this hot topic stuff that we ain't broke down yet. And oh, we yeah. got some spicy takes for y'all, man. I swear to God. Oh, yeah. yes. But... First, let us always introduce the podcast as we always do. My name is Ryan Rocket. I'm joined by the lovely Jasmine Hello. today. Hi. Jasmine, how you feeling? I'm good. 2020's been good to me yes. so far. Happy New Year. Yes, happy New Year. Happy New Year. So how was your Christmas break? How was your New Year's celebration? How did all that go? Uh, it all went really well. Of course, I was in Dallas. I visited family. Then I went to Louisiana and visited more family. Okay. So I was off work for like a good two weeks, and it was it was needed. It, I came back refreshed and ready for the year. That's good. So I I can't complain. Okay. Twenty twenty has been it's been treating me right so far. Okay. Yeah. Everything been going good. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. Okay. 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 That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. And we're also joined by my man. The man, Figgy, who is now officially, I think we did this the last time, but fuck, we going to bring no, it up no, again. Really. Yeah, we, we, oh, we, we alluded yeah. to it. We alluded to it it's because it wasn't now. official, but it is official. Figgy Fig is the full-time producer of In The Loop, so bring it up yes. for him. Yes, Figgy. Long time coming, long time coming. Way too long coming, man, but I'm happy it happened for you, bro. So how has your break been, and how has it been, you know, being officially full-time at the station, bro? My break was pretty cool. You know, I had the interview before I went to Cleveland. So uh, the interview went good. Went to Cleveland for like, I want to say a week and a half, which was way too long because yeah. after three days, I was ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, man, ain't really nothing here. Yeah. I, I yeah. Thank God it was warm in Cleveland. It was like 60, it got up to like 65 degrees, which was kind of scary because it never get that much. It was around Christmas too. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a pretty good vacation, kicked it with my nieces. I feel old as shit because they jumping in the car. They taking the arts court. Oh, damn. They playing all type of music I never heard of. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what's this? Some dude named, um, I, f I forgot who it was, but. Um, Roddy Rich. Uh, little Roddy Rich. I it love was Roddy. A lot of NBA young boy yeah. <laughs> or young boy NBA, whatever. But um, yeah, I felt old as shit after that, but. Overall, man, it was pretty good. Um, as far as being full-time, um, I'm still pretty much doing the same shit, but oh, yeah. I feel like I got a little more breathing room now. That's so good, man. Um, I've been doing a little more for the show, um, going to more events. Um, a lot of people have been showing me love, and shout-out to all the um, all the listeners, all the loopholes who've been, you know, just giving love to me, man. They telling me how proud I am. They've been supporting me from the beginning. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to everybody who's been showing love. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Let me get my applause out real quick. Do I even have it? <laughs> uh, fuck it, I can't find it now. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so the, the other good thing too, I um I quit Starbucks. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because we need one more final edition of Figgy Starbucks stories, man. Yeah. Yes. So how was your final week leading up to the day you finally quit? Uh, it was pretty. Um, honestly, it was pretty rough mm -hmm. because I felt like um we started getting a lot of shitty customers. And, um, like, it's like every time I work, sometimes you get the customers that's like cool, laid back. And then there's times you get the customers that's real picky. Yeah. You know, you give them the drink and they be like, oh, can I have a straw? 
oh, can I have a um a um a sleeve for this cold drink? Which I don't <laughs> never understand. But uh, a lot of I feel like during that last week, a lot of people was being real picky. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one crazy story is um, it was I want to say they was I don't want to I don't think they was Indian, but they was foreign. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, uh, they might have been from the Middle Eastern. I don't know, but um, first of all, they was hard to understand. So I'm getting all they ordering. I think they ordered like twenty four dollars worth of drinks and food. Damn. So uh, yeah, it's a lot. But they pulled up and gave me a hundred dollar bill, and I, you know we can't take anything under a twenty. I mean uh, over, over a 20. twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sorry, but. Usually people break out the credit card or something like that. Yeah. But they was just like, oh, th- what can we, we do? Yeah, what yeah. can we do type of thing? And so I called my manager, and my manager like, I, there's nothing I can really do. So he they, was, they couldn't go somewhere and get change, break the change? I don't know. And come back? Yeah, that never happened to me. Usually people break out a 50 or 100, and, you know, uh, they usually just pull out the credit card if they can't mm-hmm. do nothing with it. But my manager is about to give it, give it all to them for free. Oh wow! So he was just like, you know what? Don't wor- don't worry about it. Just here. And that was the plan. No, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't stop right there. So then they started being picky, like, oh, what's the? I, I actually ordered this and not this, and all of these drinks supposed to have two extra shots in it. Oh my goodness! So um, so they was just being real extra, real picky, real hard to deal with, and um, and we realized that they was trying to get over. So they're getting all the shit for free. So they trying to add extra shots to the drinks. Yeah. So uh, one of my uh, so I've left at this point. I'm like, here, y'all handle this. You know, I can't really deal with them because they keep complaining about shit. Mm-hmm. But um, so one of the other coworkers who uh, this is probably the funniest thing I seen that anybody did. So he he was making all the drinks and he like, what's going on? Like, what's holding up the line? So I'm like, they ain't got a chance for a hundred. So, you know, so-and-so was about to give them the shit for free, but they still complaining about shit. Yeah. He like, wait, um, I got a chance for a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> this dude had like change for a hundred in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he like, here, you know, give me that $100 bill. So he took that hundred dollar yeah, bill from that's what him. that's what they get. And yes. Yeah, so, so he made change and, um, Pretty much got them out of here. Yeah. So they fucked up by, you know, they could have had $24 worth of shit for free. If they weren't trying to be But choosy. they started trying to scam and scheme. Yep. Yes. So that was, uh, that was, that was, yeah, that was my last shift. Flew too close to the sun, man. You got to know when to stop. <laughs> yeah, man. But, That's uh, what happens. Cool. Yeah, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna kind of miss Starbucks. Just all the little. Out of fuckery, man. I'm sure. All the uh, goofy shit that used to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, man. That All was, right. That was my last uh, funny Starbucks story. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Um, we gonna miss the stories, but again, we're glad you finally got your uh, your time. status here. So yeah. very happy, very glad the, for you. The one thing I'm, I'm gonna miss though is um, the free Spotify because they give you free Spotify. I mean, that's like work. what ten bucks a month, man. I'm gonna miss that, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm gonna miss that. Yeah. I'm gonna miss that and the little discounts. Cause I went to Starbucks today, and I tried to use my partner number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked. He like, nah, it don't work. Cut you off I'm quick. Like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a damn venti uh, ice macchiato. That shit came up to like seven dollars. I'm yeah, like, man. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 
might not be going to Starbucks again, yeah, man. Yeah, you that back shit with us expensive. common folk now, right. man. You that's understand commoners. what we go through. I don't see how people get that shit every day. Hey, that's seven dollars a day just on a drink. Yeah, and usually they go th- like more than one time it's a more, day too. Yeah, you know, and so. usually they get that in the donut or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit crazy. That shit overpriced, man. But shit, I'll take a <laughs> discount too. Um, so man, but how are you? How cool. was your? How was your he breaking? Tried to skip right past <laughs> he loves his to do it. He loves to do it. All right, it. let's get into these topics. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I really I ain't got do shit. I really. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't know, man. Honestly, my break was cool. I got forced myself to talk about it. It was cool, man. Went to family. Uh, went to uh, spend Christmas with my whole family, the niece and nephews, and all them. They're getting big, man. So yeah. it's getting all oh, they're growing up. But I had a good time, man. Um, other than that, I just worked chilled out been hitting this year pretty hard man trying to get back in shape you know get okay. all sexy and good For so the yeah, i'm trying man <laughs> right of course everybody says that but i'm I admit it. not really man i'm like kind of so i want to talk about that too fuck we'll talk about it right now i kind of feel like the fitness fad has worn off because i remember there being a lot of commercials about people getting in shape uh Oprah had like a new Weight Watchers plan every year. Mm-hmm. Like every beginning of the year, you would see like some new diet come out. You would see some gyms really push hard. You would see a lot of people talk about health conscious stuff. I don't really see that no more, man. Yeah. I call it the Lizzo effect. <laughs> I think the body positivity movement has overtaken the fitness movement at the beginning of the year. And now it's all about self-love and self-care. Damn. I don't, I see, I'm not going to say like nobody knew has been at the gym, but it's not crowded like it used to be around this time of year, man. Yeah. Like it gets pretty light around like eight o'clock at night. Damn. That's, so. that's shocking, man. <laughs> because usually the one things that fill up real quick is the gym at the beginning of the year. And like church on Easter. Yeah. Those are the two places that's like jam packed on like at a certain time of the year. Yeah. And then after that, that's it. <laughs> that's true, man. But yeah, I think it's a different time now. People are accepting the dad bod and big women are just being big women now. And you got to <laughs> accept me for what I am because Lizzo yeah. told me it's OK to be fat. So honestly, people don't care. For, I mean, that's. You know, whatever floats your boat, man. I'm too yeah. insecure for that kind of life. I got to at least try to be in shape. But, yeah. you know, more power to you if you're just happy how you are. Yeah. I don't really yeah. care. Yeah. So I texted you over the break and told you Merry Christmas. But I, I immediately was like, dang, he grew up Jehovah's Witness. I don't know if he celebrates Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say he don't believe like in it Jesus. offends me. Yeah. But I'm not re- like it doesn't. <laughs> have like a lot of those things don't really have a meaning to me kind of like for example we weren't allowed to pledge allegiance to the flag when i was a kid mm-hmm. when i was a Jehovah's witness so to me like that never really meant anything so when this whole thing about the kneeling and disrespecting the flag and all that shit came out i think naturally as black people we don't really care anyway mm-hmm. but to me it really felt weird to even like stand up and put your hand over your heart because I grew up just not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like that, things like Merry Christmas, like I get it, but it has no personal meaning to me because I didn't grow up really believing in it. Yeah. So that's really how I felt. But I'm, it wasn't like I was offended by you yeah. telling like, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. I was like, <laughs> I all right. I thought about it. I definitely thought yeah, about it. To me, because I know some people who don't 
tolerate it at all. Yeah. And then I know people like you who kind of like, oh, yeah, Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. But in your personal heart, you kind of like, nah, you know, if somebody told me, hey, let's celebrate, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. You kind of like, ah, I really don't care for it. Because yeah. I, I f- like, you know, you do got some people that's that get deep into it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you know this and I believe in this and blah, blah, blah. That's why I don't believe in, you know, Christmas. But I feel like you just like any other person who just, you know, you get it, but it's not that big of a deal to you. Yeah. Plus, when you get old, man, like, I'm it's not, not the same. Yeah, it really like I, I don't have anything I want that I can't really buy myself, honestly. Yeah. So it's like it, the holiday itself means nothing. It's more stressed having to buy shit for other people. So it's like once you get a certain age, you're kind of over it, kind of like your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of get over it. But yeah. anyway, it's still good for the kids because the kids are growing up Christian, the ne- niece and nephews. So, yeah, it's important for them. But me, ugh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It is what that's, it is. That's any adult, for real, yeah. for real. Grown man shit right there. All right, man. No more time to waste. We got to break down all this <laughs> shit. I don't want this to be a four-hour podcast. So some of this shit we just going to have to skip around and yeah. just say a couple things about. But first off, we're going to talk about new releases. Now, I propose we break this down into two parts. The new actual new releases that came out this week mm-hmm. and the ones we just missed and never talked about because we took a extended break. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the ones that actually came out this week. Um, number one, one I actually listened to, mm-hmm. uh, the new Mac Miller album called Circles. Um, I don't really know. I didn't look into the background of what this album was. Of course, it was unreleased tracks. Yeah. Some of them sounded like they might have been from Swimming, like maybe some Lucy's off that album. Um, but I don't know how, like, I don't know if it was a completed album that he just had in the vault or he they just took a bunch of songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Jasmine? No, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I follow his mom on Instagram and they, um, he actually completed this album before he left. Okay. Yeah. Before he left us. He, um, it was the follow up to Swimming. Okay. So it was, it was, a completed project in the sense of they just the producer just went back in and tweaked some things i believe okay. but it was it was meant to be released okay. um, yeah but okay. he you know obviously he just didn't make it to to be the one to do it but yeah i didn't get to finish it though that's the only thing i didn't get to finish it before our podcast so i'm gonna okay. listen to it i want to listen to this i honestly want to listen to swimming because i had that prior knowledge from his mom well, you know what his mom put out there i wanted to yeah. listen to swimming and then go right into circles like all at you know and once to see if i felt the vibe that he was going for if there was any type of references between the two that i could catch but the okay. few songs that i did hear um, they were really good. I don't know what the single was he released. Good news. Good news. That yeah. was that was good. It was sad, but I liked it. The whole album is kind of sad, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah, I only listened to the first track, and I didn't even get through that. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty I kind of realized I'm more connected to Matt Miller than I really thought. Mm-hmm. That it it still kind of hit me a little bit that he he's not here. Yeah, and I wasn't a real diehard Matt Miller fan. I was a fan, but. I wasn't like a diehard fan where I felt like, damn, you know, I can't really listen to his music now because he gone. But that first track, I, it, that first track was tough to listen to, man. Yeah. I started getting sad where I didn't even listen to no more of the album. I'm like, man, this, you know, like it seemed like it was a goodbye type of song yeah. mm-hmm. where I'm like, man, I can't listen to it right now. I'm going to go back and check it out, but. 
that song, it started off sad, man. It really did, and that's kind of the vibe of the whole album. Like, there are some yeah. more upbeat songs, mm-hmm. but um, the whole vibe of the album, like, you could tell what kind of mind state he was in around that time. Yeah. So, um, I listened to most of it. I kind of skipped around. Honestly, and I say this as a big fan of Swimming, which I think was his best work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I wasn't feeling this one that much, mm-hmm. and I think mainly because it was radically different from swimming and what he usually had put out. This one is much more instrumental. It almost it doesn't even sound like a rap album. Yeah, honestly, it's more of like a Mac DeMarco album. That's kind of how mm. I felt about swimming too, though. It was yeah. a rap album because it was Mac, but the sound of it was it had necessarily... some. It had more of a hip hop beat to it though like yeah. a lot of the songs like yeah it was more it was very instrumental but they still had that 808 they still had that bass they still had that you know rap element to it yeah whereas this one is like a completely instrumental it sounds like a, a band of, yeah you know so a lot of pianos yeah. type thing yeah and i wonder was that a mac thing or was that the producer coming in like you know was that the producer coming in I, so i'm interested to like deep dive into the album once now that it's out to do a little bit more research and see like, you know, what all the producer had his hand in and what all Mac wanted it to be. I think that's a Mac thing for yeah, real. Me because too. he kinda he kinda showed that it's uh, to some of his early albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, that slow song, that piano song where he kinda harmonizing a little bit mm-hmm. and rapping. So, um like you mentioned earlier, I think that was where his mindset was at. Kinda yeah. sad, kinda dark. A little bit. It's it's really sad to me, mm-hmm. but I think that was his mindset. That was his vibe at that moment. I agree. Um, no, now knowing that this was an actual completed album by him, at least mostly, um, I think he was maybe going for like a. You remember when Nelly put that sweatsuit album? Yeah. Like half it was like R and B songs, yeah. and half it was like the rap Nelly we were used to. Mm-hmm. This is kind of I don't want to say it's like that kind of vibe, but I think he was torn between maybe the more rap things that he knew his audience would like and growing into another space where he's making more instrumental like kind of like a band so, so alternative this, music was this his um the love below type yeah album? yeah mm-hmm. that's a good comparison i would say it was more the love below and swimming wasn't stankonia or anything like that or the speaker box but it was more it had more a hip-hop vibe yeah. to it it was more you know like more um stuff that we were familiar with yeah. what he used to do exactly. and the other ones was I want to say he was experimenting but I think he was experimenting with this okay. one more okay so I mean it wasn't really for me but if you're a big Mac fan and you were really into you know the type of music he was making at that time you'll probably enjoy it but me as you know being more hip hop oriented it, I'll go back to swimming a lot this one probably not so much I do like the single though good news is good so um other shit to get into um, and I don't know how much we've listened to of all this stuff, but I know people want to hear the opinion on the Eminem album. So uh, let's just get this you, out you the way. Get to that now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know. Uh, oh, oh yeah, you heard I, 070, right? Yeah, I Figgy. got halfway through it. Uh, okay. I ain't gonna deep dive into it, but it sounds real good. Okay. Like 070 Shake's new album is called Motors like the, of Indy. The production on there is crazy to me. Like it's because um, you can hear. It, like some live instruments a little bit, but it still got them um the Zaytoven eight oh eights and little stuff like that where it's like, damn, this shit knock. Yeah. So um yeah, long story short, the album is good so far. 
Okay. Yeah, I heard some of that for that single, but I haven't heard the actual album yet. Just dropped on Friday. I'm going to take a look at it. You know, I'm okay. kind of interested in what she got going on. So, yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. Um, Revenge of the Dreamers. Apparently, there was a director's cut, which added yeah. 12 new songs, which I kind of feel should be another album at that point. <laughs> Why is the director's cut when it's 12 new songs? But I'm I digress. Fan. Do you like it? Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm a fan. That, of course. I know it's good. I haven't heard it yet, though. There are more songs that I can listen to. I love the album to begin with, but um, I, I'm assuming by director's cut, do they mean like these songs were cut from the initial album? or how? how I, I think mean, it's just a fancy name yes. for an uh, extended let's, version, let's I guess. Let's get this higher streaming numbers by adding I'm, a bunch I'm of new the, songs. I'm shocked they gotcha. added 12. I thought yeah. it was going to be like two. I thought you were going to say two or three. No, nah, it's 12 what? new songs okay. on here, man. Yeah. So, yeah, they're playing the streaming numbers, I think, here. But, fuck, whatever works, works. Yeah. Um, 2 Chains and Future got a song I actually listened to called Dead Man Walking. And we'll talk about Future because I know you guys have some thoughts, too. This song was all right to me. I mean, it wouldn't. It's, it's something that'll be here today, gone tomorrow, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hot. The beat's kind of hot, but it's, it's, it's nothing special. Flopped. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a huge or, single for 2 chains, but eh, it's whatever. Yeah. I have nothing to say about it. Mead. Um, Janae Aiko dropped a song called Pussy Fairy. I'm so excited to hear oh it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I, I don't know if this 2088 album is... Is it 2088 album is coming? But I, I think hers is for sure. Okay. I don't I thought 2088 was coming, but Is she toxic? I don't know. Is she a toxic artist? Type <laughs> no. of artist? You got some artists that you might be a little toxic as far as content. Is she one of those artists? Who I, else would you think is toxic? Uh hmm. What what do you what do you mean by toxic? Like, I, guess? I feel like future could be toxic as far as content. Yeah. I can agree with that. So you think she's more like, you know, shitting on men, kind of yeah. like city girls, but R and B type. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I don't know if this uh, this song is about fucking. So I I don't know if you could call this song toxic. Yeah. But because a I lot of her s- shit is like, you know, I I know she probably getting it from somewhere in yeah. her heart, but kind of like a fuck these niggas type of thing. I guess so is she is she considered like a toxic type of artist? Where you can't like every uh, like a normal guy can't just be bumping it. It's kind of like you got to be in that certain vibe to listen to it. I guess I personally I'm kind of tired of Janae. Oh, like I'm <laughs> from my perspective, like the whole the the R and B whole angle is played out to me. Honestly, man, like how many songs we gonna make about pussy? How many songs we gonna make about fucking? How many songs we gonna make about sucking dick or whatever the fuck they singing about now? Especially her, who really just tipped the scales with eat the booty like groceries, and it's been all downhill ever since for me. So, <laughs> like, I feel like every song she's made since then has been some variation <laughs> of some shocking sex shit. And this one sounds no different to me, but I haven't heard the song, so I won't judge yet. But I always thought she was a tad overrated. I always thought she was a Cassie, but just with better promotion. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. She really can't sing, man. Let's all be honest here. You can say you like her songs. Maybe maybe because Cassie was with Diddy. Yes. And it was more focused on singles. 
Cassie never really had the push or the production behind her that Janae has had. Yeah. She so, sounds amazing live, though. She sounds exactly like her records live, if yeah, not better. Yeah, because she don't sound like shit when she's on the records. <laughs> I'm not just playing on you. know what? I'm not uh, taking this in 2020. We started 2020 I'm not taking this in 2020. <laughs> no, I mean, look, if you like her, I'm not hating. But just for me personally, I think her voice is kind of weak. And I don't think she'd really be singing about shit. But that's just me. I'm not what her target demographic is. So I understand it. Yeah. But that's just how I personally feel. But, um... So rounding it out, and I know some <laughs> listeners are waiting with bated breath to hear <laughs> what we think about the new Eminem album, a surprise album like his last three have been surprises, basically. Um, he dropped an album called Music to be Murdered to. Apparently, this is a uh, spinoff of an Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock album of the same name, and the cover art looks the same. So mm. there's that. Um, there's a little bit of controversy. Number one, because he dropped a single about gun control and the video video. is basically from the perspective of a mass shooter or whatever. I didn't see the video, so I don't know. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. He's also getting a little bit of a flack because he had a bar about Ariana Grande and that bombing that happened in her at her concert a few years ago. Ah, uh, that's and not people cool. People are a little, little triggered by that. That's not cool. But Eminem has not been canceled yet, regardless of the fact that he's done a lot of shit that he should be canceled for. Yeah. That whole thing about Rihanna and Chris Brown that came out and leaked, you know, he didn't get canceled over that. So, I mean, I don't think he'd be canceled at this point. I don't think so either. I think he I think is he, I think the he one uncancelable white man out yeah. there. But, um, so... I will full disclosure. I did not hear this album. I just wasn't in a mood for it. Now, like, drop it. I mean, I I need to be prepared to listen to this shit, man. You can't just <laughs> drop it on surprise. Do you yeah. think that it had anything to do with Mac Miller's release? Because you why? Think they, like being white artists, they have to <laughs> compete with each other. Eminem. I, I don't think. You don't think he thought? You don't think it's that deep? I don't think so, no. Yeah. Because an Eminem album is going to always be bigger than Mac Miller, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised yeah. he dropped against, I'm kind of surprised he dropped against Selena Gomez. Mm. Like, if I was him and his label, I would push this back a few weeks and let Justin Bieber and Selena and all these people fight it out for the next few weeks. Cool, Eminem? Yeah. Mm. But I'm kind of surprised he dropped this album in the midst of Selena Gomez's album, in mm-hmm. the midst of a Justin Bieber album, in the midst of Roddy Rich still doing numbers. I'm surprised that he dropped in the middle of all this shit. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I don't think he cares. I think, I think this is an artist that will get his numbers regardless. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think it would matter anyway. That's true. Um, so Figgy, you did hear some of this album. I saw you uh drop some of the cringeworthy bars in the group chat. Oh God! So <laughs> what do you think of what you heard from this new Eminem album? Um, I think it's like the last couple Eminem albums. It's you know it's good, but I don't think it's something you will, you got to replay or go back to. This is one of the albums. First of all, he dropping way too many albums in yes. a short span of time. So, to me, this is no different than like a Gucci Man uh, mixtape <laughs> that come out. It's kind, it's kind of like you you know you go to it, you listen listen to it, and all right, it's cool, but nothing really stuck out. So you don't really go back to it. So uh, actually, it might be worse than that because 
at least some Gucci songs you could, you know, it got a little bass and you, you know, probably playing a club or something. But I think this album, like, like I said, it was good, but nothing really stuck out to me. He had, I mean, he had the song with Juice World. That song was cool, but everything else, man. Um, I don't know. He had a lot of songs. I felt like he was reaching out to um, ABC Family. It, it had some of those type, you know, you oh, know, you no. had those trailers yeah. where, uh, you know, you got the white chick singing on the hook. <laughs> it was a couple of those on there where I'm like, nah, this is too cheesy. It must be for a movie or something. Oh, no. But um, outside of that, he had a couple songs. That, uh, he had a song with Royce the Five Nine, Black Thought, Q-Tip. Oh, okay. That All together? A, yeah. Oh, okay. That was a pretty good song. It was a sample of the Bust Around song that, um, that woo ha. Okay. That y'all, y'all, y'all. It, it kind of had that sample in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was a pretty good song. But um, other than that, it was, Eminem albums are good. They're not like terrible, but for, uh, we put him in the top five all the time. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's not really worthy of going back to for him. So I just, I don't know. Like I said, it's good, but it's kind of not good to be in the top five of all time. Good. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about Eminem. And that's whenever anybody talks about Eminem, we have to disclaimer it by saying, yes, he is technically a great rapper. Technically. Technically. But his style of rapping is something we've kind of grown past as a culture, honestly. The punchline rap, the double entendres, the really basic double entendres, because he's not even really clever with it like people yeah. think he is. He's not like a Lupe fiasco. He's not like a black. He's not like any of those really, really impressive technical rappers to me. He just says things that are, you know, they're, they're simplistic that you can get it the first time you hear it. <laughs> Call us Long John Silvers because we all selfish. Yeah. yeah there was no. another one I saw. Oh, no. let's let's count the bars. because I'm the part, not doing the, that with him. The part that got me with that is uh, I heard it. I was just kind of like, yeah, like, ooh, that was 2006. Yes. But um, I saw a bunch of people tweeting that like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? Okay, let's. I'm looking at this article of the 20 most fire bars from the Eminem <laughs> album. What website is this from? Uh, XXL. Okay. Which, of course, is, I believe, uh, affiliated with Aftermath and all uh, the Interscope. They're run by Interscope, I think. So, of course, you know, they're going to be pro Eminem and everything he does. Uh, one song on, a, on the intro, he said, The only way you're ahead of me is alphabetically. Because if you diss me, I'm coming after you like the letter V. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Because you come yeah. after me. Like, see, shit like that. Is, yeah. it, it sounds it's smart. But it's like that punchline rap is over, it's man. Cassidy, man. How can I have all these fans and perspire? Like a liar's pants, I'm on fire. What? <laughs> come on, man. This is not. And, they, and, and I got no plans to retire, and I'm still the man you admire. See, I only get. Wait, these chicks are spazzing out. I only get more handsome and flyer. I got them passing out like what you do when you hand someone flyers. No. Come on, man. He needs to calm down and just go back and try that again. This reminds me of Lil Wayne when he was at his worst. <laughs> I'm flyer in a piece of paper, whatever the fuck he was saying in the uh, like, real 2000s. Moving silence like lasagna. lasagna. Dog, like we are. Okay, no. 
that was enough cool. of this rap, That man. was cool in the 2000s, man. That's when people started commercializing punchlines for real. So you had people like Cassidy. You had people that was from New York yes. really doing that. And Wayne took it to another level. Yes. But um, now people don't really care about that stuff now, man. It's... And I that, that's the the problem. It's kind of sad, but people don't really care about punchlines like that. Eminem has struggled to make a good song for years now, man, because he's more impressed with impressing people Ability with his lyrics. Yeah. yeah, and I get it. Like he, that's what he thinks is impressive about rap. But his audience has moved. Like the culture has shifted. We're all about the vibes now, man. And I'm not saying you got to dumb your shit down, but even no, Jay knew but, that. But see, I think somebody like Eminem, he been in the game for so long, and I felt like he been through a lot of shit. And I know a lot of people might not want to hear it because he pretty much did th- did this shit in recovery and yeah. relapse, all that stuff. But people kind of want to want more inside of who Eminem is. Mm-hmm. People don't really care about the technical. Right, we know he could do that. So that's why Jay-Z, I feel like Jay-Z is um, aging with wine because the last album he was talking about the whole Beyonce and the cheating thing. Yeah. He kind of opened up a little more than he ever opened up. Yeah. So, and I think Eminem, like, not saying he need to talk about the shit he talked about in recovery, but I think, I think more storytelling would be better. Like he, when was the, when was the last stand he made? I know he won't make another stand. Mm-hmm. Nothing great as that, but I felt like that was a good song without the super duper yes. punchlines. Why he can't make anything, you know, similar to that? I think in his headspace, man, he's just in a different place. And honestly, like, I think he lives a boring life by choice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he don't really tour like that. He don't really go outside his house, apparently. So I think he's kind of like a square dude now. And that's kind of reflective in his music, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, like I said, technically, he's still a great rapper, but we've moved past thinking this shit was fire, man. Yeah. You got to make good songs now. You can't just make witty punchlines and have us, you know, fawn over ourselves. Yeah. And, and like I said, to be fair, I'm not, you know, I listen to it. I'm not saying this, you know, I wasn't listening to it. It was like, damn, this is bad. This is bad. You know, there was some songs that wasn't good, but it was good records, but it's eminent. Like, this is your top five favorite rapper. Yeah. Or people saying f- top five rapper of, of all oh, time. Yeah, and this is the body of work sh- that he's putting it, out. It shouldn't be like that because some people got nines in the top five and, you know, other people. And when they release stuff, it still sounds clean. It mm-hmm. still sounds somewhat updated. And to me, it really don't sound updated like that. And that's the difference, honestly, between him and the rest of the people that are in the top five, top 10, top 15, whatever. Those people at least tried to evolve with the times. Jay-Z came out super lyrical, miracle type dude in his first album. After that, he went more of the pop route. He copied some of Biggie's stuff, but he did what was successful to to make him a big, to make great songs. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Nas. Nas came out with Illmatic. His next album, people thought was too commercial, but he evolved with the time. Same thing with LL Cool J, man. Like, people evolve with the times, and Eminem is just making the same songs year after year at this point. Yeah. With the same types of beats, so... Yeah, it is what I, it is. I think he on like right now. I think his albums only cater to his fans. Yeah. So if you if you like the album, you're most likely a diehard Eminem fan that yep. appreciate that type of you know music. 
But to an everyday person, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's good, but I'm not about to bump this shit in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Versatile Elements, who I'm sure will have things to say to me. Because he tagged me. He was upset about something, and I don't remember what I even said at this point. But we had the a conversation Eminem about that. Eminem yeah. and Nick Cannon beef. He said something. He had a problem with how we or I addressed it. And I thought I addressed it pretty fairly. But I just thought Nick Cannon got the better of him because Eminem didn't respond. I think that's so, I think that's where it was. It's yeah. kind of like, damn, like, nah. He, he pointed me out to a bunch of fans who dissed him. I'm like, if he don't diss him, it don't count, man. If Eminem don't respond, then he lost. So... <laughs> And I don't think Eminem responded on this album either. I think 50 Cent said he talked him out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Which is like Eminem has beef with the, the people who don't even rap. Yeah. The craziest you, people, man. I, I said that last Sink, time. Britney Spears. Yeah. But you can't respond to a dude who's actually specifically dissing you because you want to give him attention. He's Nick Cannon. It's yeah. not like he's some nobody. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, enough of Eminem, man. We got a whole lot of shit to talk about and we got to break all this stuff down now. We got to roll, roll back the clock a little bit and talk about the shit we haven't covered yet. The new albums that came out um, after our last podcast and break it down. Um, I think a week after our last podcast, um, Travis Scott and his Cactus Jack label mates yeah. released oh, an album Jazz called. Smiling over there. <laughs> <laughs> they released an album called Jack Boys. Um, I'll admit the only song I really go back to on this shit is Out West. That shit that is shit the is song hard, of the man. year so far. <laughs> um, but everything else, I'm like, eh. But Jasmine, I'll let you have the floor since I know you've listened to this. What do yes. you think about it? Um, I my initial listen, I was disappointed. I can't lie to you. Really? Wow. Yes, I was disappointed. Um, I. But now that I've listened to it and it's grown on, like I've lived with it, it's it's not as disappointing as it first was when I first listened. I do like Heist in the Room remix. Um, I, I'm a fan of uh, Rosalia now. Is that how you pronounce her name? I believe. But I'm a really big fan of her now. Like if you are interested in any type of flamingo or Latin music or trap Latin music, she's definitely flipped that type of genre. And she is great at it so I'm really a fan of her so I appreciate the remix now initially I was I didn't like it because I was like who is this why is she singing Travis ad libs like this I'm not a fan (laughs) but um I have more respect for her now gang gang I liked had enough I liked and out west I liked um actually no I lied I liked everything except got is it Gotti at the end I don't know how to pronounce the last song G-A-T-T-I yeah, Gotti. I hate that song with a passion. Oh, wow. Like, I, they could have done without it. And I don't, like, I love, obviously, I love Travis. I love his movement, but I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of that offbeat rapping. Mm-hmm. And I know Blueface does it. I feel like that's his thing. But yeah. I, maybe I'm just not hip to it, and I just didn't appreciate <laughs> it in this, in, this, in this project. Like, it wasn't for me. And Pop Smoke... I think it's because I'm not really that big of a fan of him. Like, I like to single Welcome to the Party, but that's pretty much all I know of, of him. So I could just be not hip to him either. I don't know if that's the whole thing. I don't know if that's his vibe. Like, he raps off beat, but I could have done without that song. Okay. Everything else, though, everything else, after I lived with it, it was good. I liked it all. 
So I do agree with you though. That Young Thug feature was bomb. That song is hot. That, man. Yeah. that, that, that song young, is it incredible. Was bomb. Song of the yeah. year so far. Uh, so far, hell yeah, man. <laughs> did you? That shit's early. tough. Did you think it initially when you heard it, or did it have to grow on you too? Well, it being the first song on the album, really, really. That, that oh, was no. the first song. The I think it was, wasn't it? No, it's the fourth. Oh, maybe because I think I think when you go to Travis Scott's page, it's the first song okay. on there. Okay, it's the fifth one. But um, okay, yeah, but that's the one I went to the most. Everything else I kind of skipped through and. I don't even remember mm-hmm. any of them, but mm-hmm. that one in particular is saying on my playlist, man. That shit's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, that producer, that Buddha, whoever his name is, Buddha is somebody to, yeah, yeah, he's someone to look out for because that shit's tough. Yeah. Um, you hear it, Figgy? What you yeah. think about it? Um, first listen, I loved it, man. Like, I I really didn't care for the remix of Highest in the Room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, every time I go back to that this album, I always skip that one, but... All of them was pretty good to me. I, I liked it. Like I said, Out West is probably the song of the year mm-hmm. or the song of the album. But um, everything else, I like. I even like the last song. Uh, I'm a fan of Pop Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Pop Smoke is hard. Um, and I didn't realize he was from Brooklyn. I think he's he from Brooklyn, yeah, or New York. But, um, yeah, I like a lot of Pop Smoke shit. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of got that drill music yeah, kind of going a little bit, but not... Chicago drill music, but um, man, I think the album was hard. I I I go back to this album a lot, <laughs> a lot. Oh wow, yeah. So um, I like the album a lot, man. I do right. like Travis's verse in the Gotti song. I think like that that was that's what I do appreciate about that song. Otherwise, they could have kept it for me. Okay. Yeah, shout I out just, to Don Tolliver too. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I like I like Don Tolliver. His name annoys me for I, some reason. Yeah, but I a do couple like, people kept trying to get me to get him on the podcast. Uh, actually, yeah, actually, Austin. it was Austin. Yeah, yeah Austin. we should have tried before this. Yeah, yeah he, like, man, he kept telling me too. He like, man, I'm telling you, man, he's he gonna, gonna blow up. He's gonna blow up. Yeah, man. he got some songs, man. I like No Idea that came out last year. I never listened to it until recently, but mm-hmm. that shit's hard too. Um, I just realized we keep saying that's the song of the year. It came out in December, so technically ah. it's not the song of the year yeah. of this year. But that shit's still hard, man. Hard so, song so far. Yeah, out west with Young Thug. Um, also, Drake and Future released a song and video called "Life Is Good." Now there was talk about them doing uh, "What a Time to Be Alive" part two. I don't know if this is still happening. I know Drake is working on a new album. So I don't know if this is still coming out plus his album or what's happening, but I do know they released this single um, and the video. So you guys think from what I got from the group chat <laughs> that this might be the spark that Future needed to reinvigorate his career. So explain that. Yeah. I think it's a good spark because this is the first Future song where I'm like, man, he actually had the better verse to me. Okay, I felt like his part in the song is Good and Drake part was pretty good too, but um, I kind of skipped Drake part in mm-hmm. the song, man. I feel like I feel like um, Future part is way more hype. I felt like he was going in. I felt like it was a little old Future in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I won't say this is the spark that um, that you know, like he's back. But this is a damn good start. If they got a project together and it sound like this. I think he could be. I think he oh, could wow. be back. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did y'all think of the video? I like the video. Uh-huh. I like the video a lot. Yeah. Drake has, and I don't know if it's him coming up with the concepts or him just linking with the right people, but his last few videos have all been pretty good. 
Yeah. All of them have been good concepts. Yeah. Um, and that rap radar video, it came out that he was the one who thought of having him do the little dance battle with Chris Brown. Oh yeah. And Chris and Brown was kind was of against minute. it. Yeah. Because they had to bring him back to shoot it. Mm. And apparently he was kind of against it, but he Drake was you like, We gotta have fun. <laughs> yeah. In the video. But Drake is kind of the, like Drake can make fun of himself. And he realizes what gets the internet excited. Like these rappers want to look so cool all the time. I think, yeah, I think Drake realized that uh, later on. Yeah, because he wasn't like that before. That's and, true. And he was all he was a little too insecure. Yeah. yeah, but now, um, like all the shit he been doing, the la- latest videos he been doing. They always become some type of meme. Yeah. Even with him, like, ooh, like, wow. I, f- I forgot what video that was. It might that have was been no guidance. Yeah. 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 Like, it's shit that people carry on. Like, even the, um, what's the, uh, the hotline bling. Yeah, I think that's where it started, I think, man. Cause yeah. he knew they was gonna make fun of his dances, but yeah. you know, like, fuck Look it. Look at him in the Migos video with yes, the mustache and stuff like that. So, um, I, I would be surprised if that was his idea, too. That um, walk it, walk it like I talk it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I think at the very least, his wig and his appearance was probably his idea. Oh, yeah. Like the way he was doubt. looking at that video. I wouldn't be surprised if he said, hey, y'all, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do something different. Because um, that video was kind of perfect to me. It was. And, um, it made the song better. And the Migos was on board, too. I don't see the Migos that being that open. Yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think, man, Drake is doing it the right way, man. Like, fuck all that hard shit. Fuck all that sitting in front of a car. Mm-hmm. Count money and all that bullshit. Girls, just have fun. Make fun of you. Be silly. He's bringing it back, man. He's bringing a little creativity and a little humility back. A lot of people doing that, too. Even look at the baby. Yeah. Like, his shit be kind of funny, too. It, it's kind of like some bust around video type yeah. shit. So uh, I would be surprised if this the new trend of people trying to, you know, brand themselves a little more. And I think we need that, man, because a lot of these rappers are taking themselves way too serious again. And in the <laughs> 90s, it didn't feel like that. There was people like Red Man, people like, you know, yes. people were having more fun with the videos, Bust Rhymes, of course. So we got to have that back in rap, man. Uh, Jasmine, do you like the song? Uh, Yeah, I, I really did. I like the song. Um, I think that this is the future I've been looking for for all this time. Oh. Um, I don't care what anybody says. Future fell off to me, and this is the old future. This is the future that I'm used to, and that I appreciate, and that I can be in the future high for. Oh wow! All the other, like all this in between that we've been getting has been subpar. I don't oh, care. Wow. I don't care. Mm. Like, okay. um, but no, I like the song. I think that uh, I love the fact that. They, the song started with Star 67 from Drake's If You're Reading This, You're Too Late. I loved how they flipped the beat. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a beat flip, but they started the the, in, the intro of that song became was that, and then they went into Life is Good. So I really appreciate that. I recognize that off rip. And um, the video, I, I didn't necessarily like the video at first, but then I watched it again and I got it. Like, I guess I wasn't paying attention too much at first. Mm-hmm. But um, the video made me appreciate the song a little bit more, too. But I think this is old future. Like, Drake is Drake. I love Drake, his part, of course. But I, I paid attention more to future and the fact that it's this is the future I've been looking for. And this okay. is why I've been saying he fell off, because this is what I expect of future for people to stand the way that they are standing for him. Like, okay. This is it. But... 
I think Lori Harvey has a lot to do with this. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> we'll talk about the Lori Harvey stuff in a minute. Um, for me personally, I will admit, I didn't see this the way y'all did. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't impressed with the song at all. Really? Wow. Honestly. Like, I didn't, it felt like a throwaway from What a Time to Be Alive to me, mm. honestly. It was a formula they've done before. They did the beat switch with the song Grammy on uh, Views from the Sixth album. And honestly, it just didn't do anything for me, man. The Drake verse is okay. Nothing spectacular. The future verse honestly sounded like a lot of his verses in the past. And that's kind of why I'm turned off by this whole concept of them doing another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like that album came at a time where they were both at their peak. Drake is hard to say where his peak is because he's still growing in some ways. Mm -hmm. But I think when we look back and everything's said and done, we'll look at that time as probably Drake's peak. Before the ghostwriting allegations came, before the beef with Pusha T, before that was any, before the beef. What the time to be alive? Yes, oh, yeah. oh, okay. you're well before. Yeah. So I think we'll look at that time and say that was when Drake was probably untouchable. And same thing with Future because he was going on a hell of a run at that time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like if they try to re bring that back, it won't be the same. I'm not saying they fell off. But it's more future. The energy of, around them is not. They aren't the hottest rappers in the game right now. Together, I feel there's a lot of up and coming artists who have the culture's attention right now. So, the song itself, honestly, man, it didn't do a whole lot for me. I felt like it's gonna be here today, gone tomorrow. I don't mm. think it's gonna be like Jumpman, which was everywhere when it dropped. Yeah, yeah. Jumpman was fucking Everyone's everywhere. Birthday song, yes. for that year. People I think it actually, turned twenty three. No, that people year. was actually dabbing to that song. Yes, <laughs> Jumpman was. They played at NBA games, NFL. It was everywhere. Yeah. This song, I don't think it's gonna be the same. Mm. So mm. it was cool, but I'm not ready to say. And I was the one who was fighting y'all when y'all was saying yeah, future's run is over. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not ready to say that this song really brought future back. Yeah, no, I definitely think that he has more to do. Yeah. But I think this was a good like this is what I've been looking for. I think this was a good start. If they if they um say for instance they come out with an album and this sound mostly like this. Do you think it's possible to say he, you know, maybe he back for another one? Or is like, nah, he reaching is over. He needs a hit on the level of mask off for me to Ooh. say he's back. Honestly. That's a hell of a man. I mean it is, but I mean that's when he that's, that's a, right before he according to y'all. Cause I I wanted to wait till the album came out. Yeah. But y'all were saying it had been a while since his last hit, so he kind of fell off. He needs another hit. Yeah. He needs something that gets played outside Constantly. of his fan base. Mm. You know, things that are played during baseball, not baseball, but football games, NBA games. People are like someone on a level of a fucking um, what's that Check West song? Mo Bamba. Oh, Some oh, shit yeah. like that. To for me that's, to say, OK, future is back. That's a big standard. I, I would say even uh, I would say probably he needs something that's constantly in rotation. Yeah, because if it's in rotation and in the ten couple songs they play every day, but he has a fan base that's always going to keep his music in rotation no matter what it is. No, I'm so just, that's why my standards a little bit. I'm higher just talking about that. radio rotation. Oh yeah, radio rotation. But I know fans gonna play. It's fans that feel like he never fell off. Yes, or, but if you get in the car and this future song keep coming on, 
it's like, damn, where you kind of have no choice but to like it. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's better than what it been the past. Well, that's kind of like years. a mask off, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he never had nothing since then. Yeah, if he could get at least to that point, I think, I think that's all right. I agree. I think he, for me to say like, okay, future is 100 percent back to where he was. Something like that would have to happen. He has to have a new mask off, because that was kind of like a coincidental hit. I don't think it was yeah. even a single it at wasn't. first. It wasn't. Yeah, so, no, I don't think so he made a song like that effortlessly, and it just blew up to be a huge hit. Yeah. If he can do that again, then I'll say he is 100% back. But until then, I'm you, like, eh, you don't think the this, same. You don't think Drake can carry this song or had the power to carry this song and put it in rotation? No, I don't think so. I don't think he has... I, the thing people point at no guidance as something that was boosted by Drake, but that was going to be a hit regardless that, to me. Oh yeah, yeah. honestly, because they never yeah. did, they haven't did a song together in what years? Yeah, a while. So that that, that was already anticipated. On yeah. top of it, actually being like a good song coming out at the right time. Yeah, I'm not going to say the Drake, the song would have been as big without Drake, but it would have been a big song without Drake. Honestly, if Chris Brown put that out as a single just with himself. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, Drake has that power to make something a hit just with his presence anymore, especially an established artist like Future. You might do it for a block boy JB, but not for somebody like Future, who's already a pretty big star on his own. So I don't know, but we'll see. Point being, I'm not ready to say he's back yet, but I'm welcome to be wrong because I do like Future. Um, So moving on, other albums that came out. Uh, Roddy Rich, this came out last year too, pretty early in the year, but it's been getting a lot of attention lately. Mainly the song called The Box. Yes. Which has been everywhere lately. It's actually, did it get up to number one? Because it got it to number, number one, one, yeah. Because it was a little um, Justin Bieber back and forth, right? Yes. So Bieber. I have nothing to say about the album itself. I didn't hear the album. I didn't either. Okay. It's called Please it's Excuse bomb. Me. You heard it? Yeah, no, it's really good. I love Roddy Rich, though. Like, um, I was first introduced to him through Nipsey okay. before Rocks in the Middle. So I listen. I used to listen to some of his stuff here and there when somebody would show me. But then Nipsey Racks in the Middle came out, and then I started to deep dive into his music a little more. And this album was just it was like really really good. I I don't know. I I don't. I want to go out on a limb and say that this is his first official album. Yeah, I think so. I, I want to say the other projects that I've listened to were maybe mixtapes or just EPs. But um, I really I'm a fan of him as a person too, like as a character, just like the stuff that I've um, listened to or interviews that I've heard of him. I, I really like him, and I think he's got he's super talented. And um, I watched what was it? I watched a couple of videos that were saying how he made the beat by his with his mouth. Oh yeah, and, that and yeah, he just did it with his mouth, yeah. and everybody was in the room just looking like, what the fuck is this? What is he mm. doing? And then this, I could tell that. Um, just listening to the album that this song was going to blow up before it before it started reaching the number one status. I was like, this song is about to be a hit. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And they all the memes that go with it are hilarious. The, the SpongeBob really good. and yeah. all of it. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. And I'm excited to see, like, how his career is going to elevate a little bit more. Because I feel like he's very to himself and just is all about the music. I agree. Um, I am surprised at how big that song got. Mm-hmm. I mean, it beat Justin Bieber. Yeah. And Justin Bieber was copping please Jesus. on social media, um, trying to get the number one spot for his new song. Telling us to fucking play it while yes. we sleep. 
And here's, okay, well, fuck it, because I had nothing to say about the album. I didn't listen to it. Roddy Rich is cool with me. He sounded like a little bit of a fake young thug, honestly. He's still number but one, by the way, just so y'all know. I thought Selena Gomez beat him. Mm-mm. On top charts right now on Apple Music, he is number one. Apple, but we're talking about, I'm talking about, talking Billboard. about Billboard. Yeah, oh, okay. I think Selena Gomez might have number one on the Billboard, but he he's still number one probably on Apple Music or Spotify or something. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so the, the whole thing with Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez basically begging their fans to stream the song. She there was, was doing a, it too? Yeah, Selena Gomez made a, uh Instagram from her bedroom, basically sleep, half sleep, basically saying, you know, and the, fuck it, I should look it up really because it yeah. was hilarious. But um, she was basically saying that um, she doesn't really care about numbers, but she it will really mean a lot if her fans streamed her song and her album and made it number one. Let me let me look it up because it was actually pretty funny. That really irritates my soul. Honestly. And uh, Justin Bieber kind of did the same thing. He was asking his fan base to uh, stream. Okay, I found the Selena Gomez audio. Let's. Play oh this yeah, he's quick. still number one on Billboard too. The box. So thank Word. you. Uh, uh, I appreciate the, that. The the new week has not come out yet. Oh, it says this week. We're, hold on, let me look up that I'm looking at. <laughs> Cause I heard Selena Gomez might have beaten him, but I don't. I, I don't know if the official numbers are in. They usually don't come out until around Sunday. Gotcha. But um, this is what Selena Gomez had to say about an uh, unknown artist that she was referencing in, in comp- competition with her. So I just found out that my album is neck to neck with another incredible artist. I told people before that, you know, n- it's not about numbers for me but I would love for the most important album I've ever released to become number one so um, if you don't mind streaming it or uh, listening to it on all the platforms it would mean the absolute world to me this is again something I I dreamed about for so long but regardless I just hope that you guys are enjoying it and that it all, it's something that you all can just enjoy and have. So, no worries. Either way, I'm happy. <laughs> so, I mean, if you didn't care, why would why you mention yeah. it in the no. first place? Uh, no worries. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just saw a video of Lizzo dancing half naked again. Was Lord it all? Yes. Um, I'm looking for a Justin Bieber video. I don't know if I can find it on DJ Academics page. But this... Type of stuff is cringeworthy to me. This is to me. This is. I mean, not saying artists should be like, oh yeah, um, stream my album, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. this is sound. This sound like begging to me at this point. Like it's one reason to say. I mean, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, check out my album. Please support me, guys. I appreciate it. Blah blah blah. That's it. But she like, oh yeah, you know, I would love to be number one and. This is my best album. I put so much work in it. <laughs> yeah, you remember, I still sick. I still got whatever I had before. So please, it seems like she's doing a lot of begging. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, because to me, this sounds kind of similar to what Justin Bieber was saying. I can't find a Justin Bieber audio, but basically he did the same thing last week. He probably week. deleted yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. He, delete, yeah I know, he definitely deleted those posts. Well, that I, I've heard conflicting things about those posts that were put up. For people who didn't see it, 
Um, there was a post apparently on his Instagram story, several saying um, which what, how you can get Yummy to number one. One of which included streaming it overnight at a low volume and doing other buying the song and doing other things that are kind of outside the limits of what Billboard is supposed to accept for a number one song. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm confused as to whether that was really legit, like posted by him or it was another account posting this shit. But I do know he did get on Instagram and basically asked people to buy the song. And he was basically like Selena Gomez was there kind of begging people to get it to number one. Roddy Rich beat his song, so he didn't get number one. He debuted at number two. Honestly, like from the way Justin Bieber sounded and the way Selena Gomez sounds, I don't think they really care. Mm -hmm. I think this is label pressure. Really? Because there is a lot of pressure in your uh, an album of their stature is a collaborative effort. You know, the entire label, I'm sure they get bonuses if their album they produce and put out Mm -hmm. becomes number one. I could see that. So for this random rapper to come out and beat them, that looks bad on them. The reps are confused. Yes. They're it's very not confused. Like, it's not like Justin Bieber going to go broke. They supposed to dominate, though. Exactly. Uh, uh, Roddy Rich. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like it, I'm this, sure they like, who the hell is this guy? And I appreciate like, yes. it. Like, Justin's supposed to, he's supposed to clean, out, clean house because this is the biggest, you know, Superstar, and especially Selena Gomez. Yes. So uh, for them to get beat by a, a nigga named Roddy Rich, yeah. and look at the look at the time period that they're releasing too. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is out. Exactly. Really, that can compete with them. And this is definitely not somebody they expected to exactly. to have any type of um any type of say so in their numbers. And the fact that I love the fact that Roddy after Justin did all of that, Roddy Rich tweeted out, "Please go stream Yummy." Yeah. He did the same thing with Selena Gomez, too. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Good sport. Yeah, but also, I, I just love that. Like, y- whatever. Yeah, do what y'all want to do, but I still got the number one. <laughs> Please go help these people out, because I'm still number yeah. one. Yeah. I think it was more of a shot. You think it's so? Kinda, yeah. It's kind of like, um, I, it's kind of like when Tyler, the creator, was number one over mm-hmm. uh, DJ Khaled. And he kind of played the played it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, because you know they what I feel like uh, Selena and Justin wasn't upset and nothing mm-hmm. like that where they went on the ramp. But you could tell it was kind of like oh you know I would love to be number one. Yeah, this, this type of thing. So yeah, I think yeah I, he thought, was, I saw it as petty too, but I also could see it good, as being a good sport. Like the way yeah. he's the way. There was nothing behind it. There were no emojis, so you could see it as being a good sport. But I also took it as like. Go help them out because they, they, they need it more than I do, clearly. I think it could have been a little bit passive aggressive because if you notice, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez don't mention Roddy Rich by name. Yeah. They just say, hey, there's another incredible artist here <laughs> who's yeah. in, in competition with or who has numbers similar to me. Justin Bieber didn't say, hey, Roddy Rich, you know, has number one spot, but you can still get me up there if you stream stream this. Yeah. Same with Selena Gomez. So I think it was like past aggressive. Like he'll call him out by name. Yeah. yeah. But they won't call him out by name. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's like kind of shot. Man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love everything that he represents that I that I'm aware of. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and also a symbol of how the game has changed, honestly. Like these artists were hot. Justin Bieber arguably ruled the 2000s. New decade, man. New rules. 
billboards cracking down on these fucking um bone like uh, the fucking packages they put out now with the streaming bundles. Yeah. They're yeah. cracking down on these gimmicks that the labels have used to get number one albums now. So it ain't the same as it used to be last decade, man. Y'all got to be a little bit more creative with your yeah. work. It's cra- That's crazy, man. Like to even think that stuff was that is that's how people was going number one. Yeah. So it, it's kind of fucked up for somebody like a Roddy Rich. Like, I, I mean, I don't know his label situation, but. He's he not packaging up some type of merch deal mm-hmm. and stuff like that. This dude literally got a hot song. Yep. Yeah. So, he's a, he's on along the Nipsey route as far as being on his own label and owning everything himself. Okay. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. real good. So shout out to him. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of him as an artist, but I like seeing the system crumble. <laughs> and fall. And so if anybody who it's does that to, it's good to see a Cinderella story. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And one more album I actually listened to in the past few weeks, but I never talked about. It came out in December, kind of early December. Um, Griselda. I was listening to that. Today. Yes. Um, if you haven't heard, and I'm kind of new to them too, Griselda Records is a label formed by Westside Gun, also featuring Benny the Butcher and Conway. There are three Buffalo rappers, kind of mm-hmm. have a Wu-Tang-ish movement going on. Wu-Tang, locks. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Where they're kind of like that New York Coke raps, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they released an album on Shady Records. Um, there was once a song with 50 Cent, a song with Eminem, but it doesn't take away from the vibe of the album, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eminem learned from his lesson about Slaughterhouse and Trying to turn them into pop, them. yes. Because, I didn't know they were signing Shady Records. Yeah, they because are. I know. Do they got their own separate deals though? Individually, I think individually, because, yes. Because one is signed to. Uh, I want to say it's Con- Con- Conway uh, signed to Rock Nation. I think they might have yeah separate. They they have separate solo I, deals. I think Benny is Benny in a song said he wasn't signed to Shady. But this album came out on Shady Records. Okay. So maybe so it's as kinda, a collective It's kind of like Slaughterhouse then. Yeah. Where as a group, they're signed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But this album, man, if you're a fan of that grimy yeah. 90s New York coke rap, that Wu-Tang shit, that even early clips shit, like the grimy you'll, samples, you will, yeah. you will fuck with this album. Yeah, it sounds like the spiritual success successor of Thirty Six Chambers, man. Yeah, it's hard and it's real grimy. Yeah. It is dope. So check it out. I slept because they had been around for a minute. Yeah, I've been listening to it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So check out that Griselda album if you like that old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just they're doing a yeah. thing. Well, check man. out all that shit, man. Yeah. Because um, yeah, Westside got a couple projects. That's it sounds similar to that too. Yeah. So this is not going left for them. Like all their shit sounds similar to their. They're sticking sound. to their sound, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's dope, man. And that Benny the Butcher's album I heard that plugs that I knew that shit's hard too, man. It had Pusha T on it. It had yeah. Alchemist beats. So yeah, check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be like me and sleep too long because <laughs> yeah, that, that's some good music there, man. Yeah. Um, so fuck, we got a whole lot to talk about still. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta run some of this shit down, man. We'll we'll talk we'll break down yeah. some of the big One of things. our goals is to get out of here on time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just telling y'all that, but 
It's it's gonna be tough three this out. week. Okay, I was about to say three hours ain't cutting it, or three and a half, four hours. That was because of, of we had Stanford route. Yeah, <laughs> Stanford route. We love Stanford route. And guess but what? Yes, we 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 would talk for a long time with that man. So we got a whole lot of topics to talk about, man. So we gonna try to compress this shit. Um, starting out, we talk about Drake, man. Let's break down some of the news that's happened with. Aubrey Graham lately. So uh, Drake put out a rare interview. He was on the Rap Radar podcast. Um, Rap Radar don't really do a whole lot of reviews and Drake don't do interviews, period. Yeah. So very, very surprising. But um, I listened to the whole thing. I took notes, but I accidentally deleted my notes. (laughs) And I don't (laughs) want to hear the whole thing again. But he, he broke down a lot. And I'm... Drake frustrates me, man, honestly, Mm. because I felt like in this interview, he had moments of uh, transparency. He had moments of humility and other times he, to me, sounded like he was full of shit. (laughs) Um, He broke down a lot of things in his career. He broke down the uh, whole thing with the camp vlog. Nah, he was really real about that. He was like, look, man, it wasn't my crowd. They wanted Frank Ocean. That's why they booed me. It happened. He broke down the Pusha T thing and said, you know, hey, it went to a place where, you know, I thought was out of bounds. He kind (laughs) of kind of admitted that, you know, he took an L there. Mm -hmm. But that's because I bowed out. Yeah. See, and that's where it gets me, because he'll have a moment of like the whole thing. He talked about his beef with the weekend. And he was saying, like, you know, um, there was misunderstandings and, you know, he regretted the fact that they didn't speak for so long because they had, you know, some kind of beef over some, you know, silly shit. Yeah. And he talked about growing as a person and not letting the petty shit get to him as much and not ruining relationships over the, that type of shit. He says that, but then he goes and says, oh, I can't ever talk. I don't have no desire to ever talk to Kanye and push a T again because mm-hmm. of what happened. And the Kanye shit to me still sounds like speculation, man. Yeah. He's basically saying that, oh, I know Kanye has a problem with me. But he's does nothing to prove that Kanye had a problem with him to begin yeah. with. He just thinks because Pusha T is on his label and dissed him, that means Kanye's dissing him too. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's that simple, man, but he refuses to talk to Kanye and settle that. Kanye don't seem like that type of person, though. I and, don't know. And right now, I feel like Kanye is in a whole different space where... I, I feel like he'll be up for, you know, squashing it or whatever. Not saying they need to work together and stuff like that, but he seemed like he in that space where, you know, he don't want no problems. Mm-hmm. He, you know, saying, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. So I I don't know, man. One, I, I just never got that from Kanye. Yeah. One thing I know, I didn't get to finish. I haven't, I still haven't finished that interview. I have like <laughs> maybe like 30 more minutes left. But um, one thing I noticed or, paid mind to was that Drake didn't there was not much accountability on his end like he didn't have nothing to do with nothing like he he don't know why these people were coming for him and Mm -hmm. he don't know why like you know he knows he's great but he don't know nothing else as to why certain things were happened and that's one thing that I didn't necessarily appreciate about the interview um that he didn't have much accountability like I don't know like it was clear that this push of beef wasn't started from nowhere. Like, yes. you know, like just different stuff like that. Like I, I just would have liked to see him be more open and on, like not saying he wasn't honest, but more transparent about stuff on his end versus just what was coming at him. 
Yeah. The the part that bothered me with that that line with I guess the uh push a T thing is uh, if he felt like he didn't lose or he felt like he only lost because he bowed out, he's the only one that keep talking about it. Yes. Pusha Great T, point, man. Pusha T has not mentioned that beef yes. in a very long time. Mm-hmm. He ain't performed no songs. He, you know, he tweet a little bit. But Drake is the one that's always mentioning the beef. He mentioned it on Joe Button's Live. Mm-hmm. How he say, oh, are y'all playing that Pusha T, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's always mentioning it. So... I feel like if you didn't lose or, you know, if that really don't affect you, like, you wouldn't really talk about it anymore. You wouldn't pay it no mind. Yeah. He's not talking about Joe Budden beef or his songs or other songs. Yes. This one, he keep bringing it up. So that's <laughs> that's a little weird, man. And that's why I think Drake is, like, full of shit, man, because some of the things he says, and basically he breaks down the beef is he wanted to respond to Pusha T but he realized that nothing he could say would be bigger than Pusha T revealing that he had a kid and he's been hiding him. So, (laughs) I mean, that's true. That's true. But number one, if you have that kind of skeleton in your closet in the first place, you shouldn't be beefing with nobody. And he was the one who put that out there first. Drake, I mean, Drake put out the first official disc record against Pusha T. Yeah. So there's that. And number two, like you said, man, it's like, don't, Pusha T has not said shit. And uh, Drake has said, and Drake knows better, but Drake went and said, you know, he's made a whole career out of this and me. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, Number one, true. he was a the head of good music. Yeah. He was a big, I'm not going to say he was Drake at any point in his career. He was in his lane. Well-known I mean, and respected hip-hop artist. Yes. And to his credit, he has not brought up the Drake shit at all, like you said, once it was done. Mm-hmm. He stopped talking about it. Yeah, it's other people bringing it up. Other people saying, "Hey, Pusha T killed you." The Boston Celtics owner daughter wearing his shirt, yeah, and he ain't even reposted on social media. Like he, he took no nothing. credit for that. Yes. So really, honestly, it's you who keeps bringing <laughs> this up. And another thing I didn't like is how he talks about how you know him and Meek made up and reconciled and all this stuff. But he still kind of is cocky about the whole Meek Mill thing and how he beat him. Yeah. He brought up the fact that, you know, hey, number one, the fucked thing he said was he said, you know, during that time when Meek Mill put that information out, he wasn't doing, you know, real good in his head. He was on drugs. He admitted this stuff. Meek Mill did. But then later in the interview, Drake kind of says, hey, you know, Meek Mill wasn't no slouch. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like I went against some bum rapper. You know, mm-hmm. he was a hardened battle rapper, right? Yeah. So he's c- trying to take credit for that to yeah. boost him up, to make up for the fact that he lost to Pusha T. Yeah. So I'm like, don't say you cool with him and everything's forgiven and then use Remember that for that time clout. I beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. That's disingenuous to me, man. Mm-hmm. Shit like that makes you look fraud to me. And I think if he was just honest and said, hey, he got the better of me that one time because he had information on me that was not out in public. So yeah. just keep it like that. We understand. Yeah. He's still Drake, still that's the biggest a, rapper. Yeah. That's a that's a damn good point. Because you don't never, like, you see Jay-Z and Nas together kind of more often than we ever thought. Yes. They never bring up that beef. No. They don't even like talking about it. Like, it would be crazy if Jay-Z was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, Nas, he was talking crazy, so I had to, you know, take over, Mm -hmm. and, you know, with his baby moms and all that stuff, but, yeah, we all cool, and, 
they don't bring it up like that. Yes. So for the simple fact they they break it up, he is trying to say, "Oh yeah, man, I you know he trying and to poke he, his chest out a little bit." And even Jay to this point will admit that yeah, he got me on ether. Yeah. Like he'll just leave it like that because yeah. we all think that. Yeah. Most people, I really don't, but that's it's a probably, common it's saying, probably fifty so. fifty, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, he did admit that. Say, hey, yeah, he got me. He got mm-hmm. me on that. That was a good one. Exactly. But Drake, just in his ego, he can't let that go without saying, "Hey, you know, I did beat Meek Mill, though. So you know, I am kind of certified in the battle rap." Yeah. So it's annoying to me, man. That is kind of whack, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's whack because if you look at other people too, they don't even like to bring that. They might, if somebody bring it up, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know that was a time. You know, I, you know, I don't want no harm right now. That was in the past. We don't need to talk about that now." They might break it down like, "Oh, this is how it started," mm-hmm. but you know, they and some people might even take some fault to it too. You might be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was wrong by doing this, and I shouldn't have did that." Blah blah blah. But um, yeah, he was just like, yeah, that was that one win I I, yes. I had. <laughs> he boosted up, man, and like it's even that you admit that your opponent was handicapped because yeah, he, was he was fucking on, dr- on drugs and fucked out of his mind, but you still want to tout that up as hey, you wouldn't no slouch, you know? <laughs> like get out of here, man. But other things he mentioned I thought were interesting. He kind of admitted that you know him and Nikki had a falling out. Mm. I think that's mainly because he made up with Meek. And he's still cool with Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick Ross and Nicki got beef now because he had that line, that one song about, I told Meek not to truck to yeah. Nicki. No, that's why she went off on Rick Ross in that uh, uh, Joe, Joe Budden interview. Mm-hmm. So I think them being close tore apart Drake's relationship with Nicki. But, yeah. you know, it kinda what can show you do? You, it kinda I can show, see that. Yeah, it kind of show you what type of, um, not a bad thing, but kind of show you where how Nikki is. Yeah. Like you can't be cool with them and me after he said something about me. Yeah. Um, also what that was interesting to me, um, he kind of admits that, uh, the beef with Chris Brown stemmed over Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of sounds like from his response to that whole thing that she don't fuck with any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm a fan of it all. Honestly. Why? Why is that? I stand for that. Because they were really acting foolish out here, and she didn't want either one of them to begin true. with. And they were acting ch- like they were acting wild. But the way he said it really makes it sound to me. I took it like that. Like Drake and Rihanna have some kind of falling out at some point. Because mm-hmm. I take what Rihanna said a few months ago when she was talking about her new album. Somebody asked her, you know, she was going to work with Drake again in the future. She basically said she had no plans to work with him at any time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drake, in this interview, said, you know, I realized that me and Chris were, you know, beefing over somebody who wasn't involved in either of our lives. Mm. So, I mean, if you're not involved in her life, period, that means y'all ain't even talking. Yeah. So I think something That's happened. That's probably a good way to make up. Yeah. Man. Like, we both not cool, so <laughs> want to make this money? <laughs> But I really think that, and this is all speculation, of course, but I, I, from the vibe I get when they talk about each other, it kind of feels like there was some kind of falling out mm. between all of them. Man. And Rihanna just said, fuck it, I'm going to fuck with my billionaire boyfriend who they broke up recently, but we'll get that <laughs> in a minute. But um, yeah, I took that away that there was some kind of beef potentially between uh, Rihanna and both of them. Mm. So, But they're cool now. 
Um, other things, really not a whole lot that was divulged that we didn't know. He made it official that the uh, Sycamo verse was about Kanye, but we knew that. Yeah. Um, he talked about cultural appropriation, which okay, we can talk about this real quick because yeah. he he did release a uh, a song before, um, called War. I don't know if y'all heard that the the song where he's rapping like a a British person. Yeah. Um. People once again said he was appropriating a culture and doing a fake accent and being fake about it. He addressed this on a podcast and he said, quote, the definition of appropriating a culture is not supporting that culture, doing songs with people who are deeply rooted in that culture, giving the opportunity of people that are in that culture. That's not appropriating. Appropriating is taking it for your own personal gain and denying that it was ever inspired from this. That's a true disservice to somebody who could do to the UK to dance hall to Afro beats. And I've heard him get a whole lot of credit for the revival of Afro beats. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not, mm. but mm. what do y'all think this is true? Do you think, well, to his credit, he has put on artists yeah. of that culture. He's worked with people like Skepta and fuck with them. So it's hard to say he's just stealing it. Yeah. But he is he, using it for his own personal I, gain. He's doing it. The, to me, this is probably the best way you could do it. He's a huge star. So I will give him credit for um, hopping on somebody beat like that. He hopped on Migos Versace, yeah. which, you know, he, he didn't have to do that. That's true. So uh, he could have just pretty much told somebody, make me a beat like that, and I'm going to do the same thing. But um, I do give him credit for doing that, but... I don't think I don't think it's a thing where uh, I don't think it's a thing where you got to be like, oh yeah, this is perfectly fine because if a white person did the same thing, we would be like, oh hell no, we got to get this person out of here. And there's people that do do that. It's 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 white people that come in hip hop and they try to you know <laughs> you know talk all this hip hop shit and like oh yeah down for the culture, but they in it for themselves at the end of the day. So, um, I think, you know, I got, I can't bash him for, um, doing it that way, but he can't sit there and say he not doing it just for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a reason. Like, Absolutely. He's kind of, he, like, it's kind of smart, but he jump ahead of the curve and try to see what's hot and try to, you know, work with that person and benefit off that song. And then eventually start doing more songs like that if it work. He's a businessman, man. Yeah, Honestly, it's, it's really the, smart, but it is. Yeah, but um, as far as like, I feel like a lot of people can't do that it, because a lot of people is kind of. <laughs> I ain't gonna say um, they were shitting on her, but Alicia Keys did like a reggae song, yeah, at one point, and people was kind of. I don't remember that. Yeah, they was kind of. Uh, I think she was on a song with somebody, uh, a, a reggae artist, mm-hmm. or uh, or whatever, but. Um, a lot of people kind of, she kind of got a little backlash for that. So if she can't do that with a reggae artist, like what's like what's the difference between what Drake is doing? But at least Drake is actually, you know, giving these guys, yeah. you know, chance, giving them spotlight. I think it is appropriation, honestly. But like you said, it is, you know, helping that culture as well. And if they co-sign it, then who am I to say, you know, it's wrong? Yeah, but um, is there anything else y'all took away from this interview? Um, I think that's really about it. 
what uh, what grade do you give this interview? Uh, I watched the whole thing and enjoyed it, so I would say like a B. Like okay. I, I was frustrated because he would approach moments of true like introspection and really honesty, but then he would draw it back. Like for example, he admitted the fact that he still has the mic that Pusha T signed. He moved it to his new house. Mm. But then, he, and then he was talking about, yeah, I was a big fan of Clips. But then he said, "Well, I was really more of a fan of Neptunes and their beats." Of course, and I uh, <laughs> really just wanted to be on Star Trek. And then he went and said, "Yeah, no, that was that that was <laughs> bullshit. I don't like that stuff. Like that is what irritated me about the interview. Yes. Like I just would have appreciated honesty. Like just you know." It's cool that y'all beef, but don't act like you didn't love, like you yes. weren't a fan. Like, like you there's nothing wrong with being a fan. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't know. I just exactly. didn't appreciate I think, that. I think you sound a lot better if you say, hey, man, like I was a huge fan. I always want to work with him, but he did that bullshit. Yeah. Yes. That's more respectable you know, to me. Yeah, because you get a lot of artists, um, especially in the Jay-Z hot air where you get Camerons and stuff like man I was a big fan I always wanted to work with Jay but then you know the falling out happened and we had to take it there mm-hmm. so um, yeah I don't really like the whole oh yeah um, I was kind of a Rockefeller fan <laughs> but I was really more of a Kanye fan yes. because of the beats and just blaze and, <laughs> you know it was okay to say you know I was a fan of Jay Z you know I bought his albums and all this other stuff it's like MGK and Eminem. MGK always admitted, yeah, I was a huge fan he of said Eminem. He this song. Yeah. <laughs> he me, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. But, yeah, and then he said something else, too. He said, um, what did he say? Oh, yeah, he said he don't like Pusha T's music no more, and he'll listen to it at all because he doesn't believe him because he found out, I guess, when Drake was trying to find dirt on Pusha T, he found out, I guess, that he wasn't some super coke dealer. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and he said, you know, after what I found out, you know, I only listen to artists that I believe and I don't believe him. So oh I don't listen God. to his music anymore. Like, oh, so, so we now shouldn't believe you then. So like everything suddenly you the rap, rap game is really real and everything they rap about is legit. So that <laughs> on, just backing off of that, that that's what um I kind of frowned upon because it's like you're saying that, but in the sense of your ghostwriting and in the sense of that that narrative and how what you were saying, what Drake brought to the table when it came to that was the complete opposite of what he was saying about Pusha T. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. And it was did, just, in this interview, he did say he never used a ghostwriter. Which is a he little, said that he said that people were in the room like you don't what artists yeah. don't you know that there are other it's, people in the room cre- being creatives with you so I just, to me yeah, he's like, a ghostwriter to me I get it but it's a little weird when a reference track yes. comes out and it's the exact same thing you, yes you know of your hit so um, I mean unless he don't want to call that ghostwriting or whatever but that's to me that's a little weird I mean I think. Yeah, he needs to just go ahead and admit. Like, he's been kind of somewhat honest about it, but he really had no choice. I think he's gotten a little too much flack for the ghostwriting thing because I feel like lyrically he was a lot better in the early days. And then he didn't have anybody really featuring on his stuff and ghostwriting his stuff. I think that was mainly him. 
Yeah. Now, as times go and you have to create and reinvent yourself, kind of like the whole appropriating thing. Like you look for new sounds, you look for new writers, you look for people you who are hot money, now. You got yes. your team. You have you're you invested have to, in going like being on the top of the yeah, new sounds. You shouldn't have to sit there and come up with concepts. Yeah. As a number one artist like that, I'm sure people like Jay Z do, but people it's people around to give you ideas. It's going to be people in there saying, hey, you should, you know, do the hook like this or, you know, this is what's hot right now. Do this or say that. But to me, I, it, it really bothered me when the whole reference track came out yeah. and it sounded exactly like what he had. That's true. Because like just a lot of people try to make it like it wasn't a big deal. And, you know, so what? But if Jay-Z or Nas, if somebody released a reference track of Hard Not Life. Mm hmm. You would be, be a, a little hurt. That yeah, you'd be, be like, damn, man. Like, yeah. Jay-Z, he's he saying he the best rapper, you know, ever. And how he write all this shit. He don't even write. Yeah. And that come <laughs> out, and it's some some loser type of dude. It would still be true. He didn't write it. It's just, Somebody else did. <laughs> he didn't say nobody <laughs> else right. wrote it. Yeah, but, you know, that's why I don't understand how people keep saying, oh, yeah, that ain't a problem. A lot of people do. And then they bring up R&B artists that yeah, do that. Yeah, it's not the R&B same. Not the same. I know yeah, Barry Gore. No. We know not Barry Gore, Gore wrote for Michael Jackson yeah. and, you know, Quincy Jones and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, that's that's the one part that kind of bothered me a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. And like Drake, like I said, I want to like him because I like these interviews, man. I like the Nicki Minaj interview because I, I felt like she was more likable in a long form interview yeah. than she is on social media or on a song. You kind of understand them more. Yeah, once you they see their perspective. Yeah. But with this Drake shit, it's like I just didn't hear it, man. I didn't hear the honesty I wanted. So, mm. yeah, it is what it is. But. Um, there's another J- uh, Drake discussion that happened this week, but we're not going to get into it right now because we got too much to talk about, man. Yeah, but this right. is for, uh, the whole what does Drake have to do to pass Jay-Z? We'll save that for another podcast. Maybe we have our uh, friend uh, Kevin Walker, super Drake fan, and we can debate that. That would be great. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> um, so other things that happened this week. Um, I'm scrolling down by priority, but fuck, we're going to go in order. Um, Lil Boozy versus the Kappas, man. Oh, man. <laughs> this is probably the beef of the year so far, man. <laughs> it probably is, man. So, if you haven't seen it, Lil Boozy was spotted at some, I want to say a, a basketball, basketball game. game yeah. yeah. And he was wearing a Kappa sweater with the Greek letters for the Kappa fraternity. And people got upset with this. People were saying, nah, you can't wear those letters unless you were in the frat. Of course, Lil Boozy ain't go to college. He doesn't know. So, and then, yeah. yeah. And then he mentioned uh, he wanted somebody to teach him the step. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, he said, so he didn't understand what the big deal was. He said he bought the sweater because he thought it looked good. But everybody was giving him grief. All these Kappas were coming on social <laughs> media saying, you can't wear them colors. <laughs> and so Lil Boozy, who is hilarious on social media and Instagram, yeah. he got on on and said okay I'm not cause he pointed out the fact that all these captains were stepping to his song they were <laughs> yeah, exactly that's they were, the one yeah. of the main yes. songs that they strolled to yeah. so it was it was it was hilarious and Rawls um, I don't know if y'all know but Kevin Rawls is a captain yeah I saw so he was I, upset by I it I got his um, input on it and he was just like you can't do that man you can't do that why are y'all selling Kappa stuff then that's uh, why true. are y'all allowing people to buy Kappa letters from random places if you can't wear it unless you wear it. Now, 
like are they actually selling that stuff or are people just selling it? I've heard so or yeah, Ross I was about to say is it actual website where you could get Kappa stuff or or people just on eBay just saying, hey, you know, fake some stuff, people yeah. get like $200. Their love, uh, this was brought up, like their loved ones, some like lost people's loved ones. Sometimes they donate to like the Salvation Army, places like that. But in Boosie's case, he absolutely bought this from somewhere that they were selling it. So mm. you can't get upset. And then I've seen other controversy. I can't, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was Ralph Lauren, but somebody just came out with, pants that had um sigma letters on them and so all the sigmas were in an uproar so all of this all this greek stuff is just really funny to me the funniest thing to me and i say this as somebody who graduated from college but i never got into the frat life like that you um, didn't want to no i didn't <laughs> my friend was in the frat and i hung around them and went to some of their parties but i had no interest in it number one i was broken it cost money yeah, when I, I know found it was that, that much. Yeah, you got to yeah. pay dues every month. I'm like, this is for fucking rich kids, man. Because I was dead broke in college, I w- so I, I had would, no money to spare. I would like to know the perp. I mean, what's the benefits? Uh, the I don't know shit about co- okay. networking. Networking. So do you mainly. get more of a plug in if you? Uh, in theory, yes. You, okay. There are people like, let's say you go to a job interview and the guy who's doing the interviewing is a kappa. Mm-hmm. You know, there is that link. And you will be set up like there's a lot of networking. I, I, I understand. It. Yeah, I'm just not. It wasn't for me because number one, I'm a weirdo loner dude, and number two, I did, was broke and did not have the money to fucking pay dues, and yeah. I wasn't for that fucking hazing shit either. So whatever. <laughs> but um, so my question is number one, what is a Catholic gonna do? Because they were talking tough on social they, media. Yeah, like they was gonna D- run up on Boozy, and. I can understand you First being all, upset. First of all, y'all not running up on Boosie. You're not running up on... No, like, I don't know nobody who graduated college who's going to risk it all to beat up somebody because they wearing their letters Yeah. over some goofy shit. I understand a street dude who had nothing to lose beating yeah. up a dude wearing blue in your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand somebody college-educated going to beat up somebody because they wearing a wrong hoodie. It was, I, I think it was all, like, I think social media had a lot to do with the hype because first of all, it's Boosie. Second of all, it was clear as fuck that he did not have an idea what he was, like, he had no idea. <laughs> yes. and, and then, going forward from that, the fact that he reached out to y'all and he's trying to learn, y'all, y'all are strolling to his song to begin with, yes. and then y'all still trying to come for him? No. And then the fact that he also wanted to try to learn how to stroll and he's trying to, <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, I don't know if y'all watched the live of him trying to learn how to stroll, but that was hilarious. Boosie has got to be one of the funniest people on social media. The funniest old head rappers on social media right now. He should have, like, his own show or something, man. He's too funny, man. Remember there was a time where people wishing he was free? Yeah. Yeah. Like, people were so, people were starving for him. It's kind of sad that people don't really care for his music as much now. Mm -hmm. But um, people were starving for some Boosie music. Like, we didn't think he was going to get out this yeah. early. Me. So, yeah, a lot of people was free Bootsy, free Bootsy. Yes. So, I'm glad he at least doing something mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to see Webby now. I'm ready. I don't know where he where, is. Where is he? Ashley He's been is actually friends with him on Snapchat. Oh, wow. So, she checks in every now and then. He oh, wow. tries to figure out what, he, you know, what's going on. Like, what you up to? He, he used to be more responsive than he is now. So, I, I just hope that. He's getting his his life together, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I hadn't heard from him in a while either. Yeah. But they they need their own little show or something, man. Yes. Both of them are funny. Charlotte McGay. <laughs> <laughs>
That might be a good nickname for him, too. Yeah. Ah. At this point, we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, other news that happened. Well, this happened this week. Actually, today we heard about this. Rihanna, and this has been kind of low-key. So low-key, I forget that they were even dating this long. But Rihanna had been dating a... A billionaire heir. I don't know if he's actually a billionaire himself. I know his family is billionaire-esque. Yeah. But she has been dating a man named Hassan Jamil. And apparently they have been confirmed by TMZ to have split up after three years of dating. Um, Not a whole lot to say. Apparently she wanted kids in the family. I don't know if he didn't. But they made it official through TMZ that they have split up. Um, Drake is somewhere licking his chops. <laughs> <laughs> um, people getting excited now. Oh, it's over with for Drake. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Rihanna hat does have a new album coming at some point soon. Um, so I don't know what this means, mm. but interesting the fact that you know she seemed to have increased her financial profile since this couple has been happened the Fenty thing is now huge and now she split up with them so I would yeah. be, I'm really interested to see uh what type of music Rihanna come out to me too because it's been a uh how long maybe three four years it, at the very least when did yeah. anti come out yeah and that was probably like one of her biggest albums too 2016. So it's been about four years, oh, yeah. almost exactly four years since Anti came out. Yeah. So I wonder what type of sound she'll have. People are suspecting it's some kind a of reggae, reggae dancehall beat. Yeah. And to backpedal off that, um, did y'all? I know we have on the rundown that Shaggy was not here for auditioning for that album. Yes. At all. Um, let me pull that up because yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand. So Shaggy, um, to what he said, I don't know where this came out, but basically he talked about Rihanna's new album being dance hall influence and all that. And he said that he was supposed to be featured on it, but he didn't want to audition, meaning that he didn't want to send in something just to see if he belonged. Let me read the actual quote. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. He said they approached me for the Rihanna project. Yeah, there's a lot of great people involved. But for me, I didn't need to audition to be on the record. I'll leave that to the younger guys. <laughs> to his point, I agree. Yeah. Shaggy is a legend in the game. Yeah. I don't care how irrelevant you Rihanna stands want to say he is. He should not have to audition for anybody's album. He is proven I in agree. the game. Yeah, you He's know a star. What, you know what he got. Exactly. Yeah. It would be different if it was like a the Don Tolliver or somebody new. Yeah. Of course you, you got to audition. Yeah, you got to see how you fit. Yes. Um but apparently Rihanna's people kind of clap back about this. Um, they said, and I'm reading this, they said, we are working on an album, not a talent show. So why would Rihanna require Shaggy or any other artist to audition? The rep also went on to say that after Rihanna had gathered all the material for the album, Shaggy contacted her asking to be a part of the album. She explained to him that the album was pretty much completed and they were working on just mixing, mastering, and deciding what songs to actually use. However, she invited him to submit some materials so she could see if it fits the flow of the album. 
This was by no means asking for an audition. It was more going out the way to get him on the album. So basically what she's saying is that he approached her and trying to see if she he could get on the album. And they said, send some stuff in and we'll see if it fits. It wasn't her going to him saying, hey, we have hey, an audition. Yeah, go ahead and send some stuff and we'll see if we want to use you or not. Mm. So it's kind of they're kind of saying the same thing a little bit. Yeah, but just a different way. Yeah. And I think it's important to see who reached out to who first. Yeah. If it was Rihanna reaching out to Shaggy, yeah, it's wrong to say, you know, put him on the back burner like that. But yeah. if Shaggy reached out to Rihanna, then that's really on him. Yeah. I was but still, I would um I would if I was Rihanna or her people's, I would still have a little, I guess a little more respect. Yeah. I would still be like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry we're we're finished with everything, but you know, if you want to meet up or something and see what she got or something like that, I don't know. But it was kind of like a, hey, you know, we got the position filled, but feel free to send your resume. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like it was more like that. So um, I think they could have did it a little more respectfully, I guess. I guess their her reps was just doing their job, I guess. Yeah. Um, and if Rihanna wanted this bad enough, it would happen. Yeah. That's the thing. Because a lot of people make changes. Yeah. A lot of people say, hey, bring them in. Let's work on it. Because if it was somebody like a Jay-Z, exactly. they wouldn't say, hey, send me some stuff. Let's Come see audition. if you fit. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, they would have flew him out. or he would, Yeah. I feel like Rihanna probably didn't care either way. Because yeah. if she wanted this bad enough, it would have happened. Yeah. But yeah, Shaggy may, may have felt like he was disrespected. And that's why he responded this way. But you got to realize when you put Rihanna's name out there like that, you're going to get clapped back for it. Mm. On and, social media. and two, to be honest, man, um, like Shaggy is a legend. Yeah. But she necessarily don't need Shaggy. Yeah, of yeah. course he not. Would need, he need her more, more than, than anything, for sure. Yeah, so I think that's one of the reasons they probably did it like that, too. Yeah, probably. Jasmine, do you have any takes on that whole situation no not really i just i i at first the headlines make a difference so the stories make a difference hit the what i first recognized or whatever i first saw was he was kind of it seemed like he was absurd that she asked him audition but now you know hearing both sides it is what it is like honestly i where's the album girl yeah that's all i care about (laughs) (laughs) the means about rihanna being lazy are pretty funny now too it's like, oh, you don't do nothing. Lazy? Yeah. People I, are saying she don't do nothing but just lay around and take Instagram videos. <laughs> nah, they're wrong for that. I mean, is she it, still chunky? No, she she thick, but she's not like thick, thick. Not yeah. like she was. Like, not, not, like not wild, th- th- not wild yeah. thick. The pregnant pregnancy rumors were going around. She looked a little thicker. She looked like she lost a little weight from them, but she still looked good. Of I course. refuse to let people say Rihanna is not doing anything. I mean, how all do you this, know? All this glow y'all see on all these girls' faces walking around, that is Fenty, okay? I mean, that's not her making the shit, though. But it, She's it's just her, posing with it. No, that's her line. Like, yeah, but it's not like say so you in think she's in the process. fucking... But she's not in the sweatshop making like... She, all she does is sign off on shit. <laughs> she uh, says, okay, like, I like this lipstick. So what okay, she, I like this I, underwear. So I wonder what did she do? I like, don't in know. Everyday life, because it's not like she on tour... Or you know, popping up at shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She making boss moves. No She's one even knows where she lives. She's head of a fashion house now, outside of Fenty. What does that mean? 
She's a create like no. She, I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm Rihanna is saying. a hard ass no, working woman. Look, we don't know that. that with y'all. She, no, she is a hard worker. I'm not, you know, saying she's not. But you got some people like a Beyonce who is clearly active. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, who's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna is just Rihanna. We don't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she go go in the tuck a little bit where mm-hmm. we don't know where she at. But that doesn't mean she's not doing anything, though, just because we don't know. We don't know a lot of things that Beyonce and Jay-Z I do. Think, I think that's why a lot of people... We see more from them, though. But see, I think mm-hmm. they're on top of the pictures. I think that's why people... That's just a running joke, saying she lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, like I said, you know, we'll see Rihanna out at a ball or a party or something yeah, like that once in a while. Yeah, on vacation a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying she's not doing nothing, but in terms, like you said, compared to Beyonce, who we see active out there all the time, we don't see Rihanna like that. She just, yeah, she kind of... We don't even know where Rihanna lives she, officially. She, she, she might not even key. live in the United States. I think she... People think she lives, lives in, in London. Barbados and London. somewhere. And yeah. Yeah. I think she's very low key. Several, several properties, but... We yeah. don't know where she actually lays her head at. Yeah, she very usually. she very low key. Yes, like it, yeah. I appreciate it's it. It's kind of funny though, but yeah. man, I ain't that. Look, I'd be super she lazy if moves, I was. Man. Yeah, she making boss moves. Mm-hmm. If I had that kind of clout and social media and money, I would be lazy as fuck too. So I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, <laughs> like she don't be doing shit. <laughs> but I think it'll same. I think it'll change. She has an album coming out soon, so. We'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of London shit and women who don't do shit, I'm just playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. They don't do nothing but marry rich men. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Now, I got to admit, full disclosure, I don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> I'm surprised. Did you put this on here? Yes, had because we had I didn't know to. what was going on, yeah. We had to talk about this, but I just don't personally care. So I was wondering if y'all knew or had any opinions. But Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have basically exited the royal family and they're moving away from that entire situation they're moving we don't know where they're moving yet they're moving to canada people are saying i've heard canada i've heard la i've heard different things but i've heard that they're actually going to canada recently mm-hmm. i've heard uh mega markle has signed a deal with disney yeah to do voiceovers and animation and so it they're was, doing different things now so was that the purpose because could they not do that being in a family I think they were more beholden to London and the UK and their royal family duties, whatever that entailed. Mm. But they were not able to, you know, come over here and work in the United States and do all this shit okay. because they had to maintain a certain appearance with mm. the royal family. Okay. So they're calling this the Mexit or whatever. <laughs> People are saying, oh, the black woman has just stole the white man and took Damn. him away and turned him into a commoner. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't care about this because I thought we in 2020, man, the fact that there's even a royal family, they don't do shit. It's do not like the fucking talk about six, lazy. Yes. <laughs> they have no political power or control at all. They're just there for looks. They don't. No, they, the really, they don't run. England? I don't think they do. Nah. Oh. I don't think they they don't run anything. Yeah, because it's a do they got like a president or a prime minister? They have a parliament. They have yeah. a whole government that's not, not operated by them. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that's that's all for looks. Period. Pictures to me. and yeah. I'm surprised people that nosy people can't get enough of this shit, man. Yeah. 
Um, it was like that with Princess Diana back in the nineties too. Like yeah. they couldn't get enough of covering her, man. It's been the same thing with Meghan Markle ever since she became or she married uh and Prince Harry. Yeah. It's been like nonstop coverage of everything she's done. Yeah. I guess they had enough. I guess they want to have a different life. Um Prince Harry basically said, like, you know, if you knew what my mom went through, then you would know why we're doing this. So I respect That's that. That's kinda dope. Yeah, it I kinda is. like that. But um, I have nothing to say about it. I don't really care. Like, good for you, I guess. But personally, I don't give it. Do y'all have any takes no, on this? Do y'all have anything? Nah, no. nothing. Nah, I just uh, keep seeing the memes. While I don't understand why people are so appalled that this man, this grown man, is moving out of his mom's house. Yeah, like is <laughs> <laughs> so disrupting the history like and that. tradition. Apparently, yeah. But even whatever. though he's like he has no chance of ever becoming king, so that's that's the thing. Like if he and I wasn't aware of that until they moved, and I and I learned that he's not even up next to be. Yeah in the you know a king it's his brother then it's his brother's children and then it's like no everybody besides him would have to die for him to be king so why does it matter I don't know you're probably gonna see more of the family doing that too you know whoever get I guess up to Prince again yeah it's possible they gonna yeah they gonna um, pretty much try to expand their brand you gonna get somebody that you know marry some hot chick or whatever yeah they gonna walk around take a couple pictures and all this other stuff have a baby and then dip <laughs> yeah i mean I, it's hard for me to feel bad for rich people honestly but yeah. i mean good for them you know it's that's what you out, think man. is yeah of course it, man yeah, nobody of taking course. a loss it's, yeah yeah no they'll they'll all be good um so other things that have happened people are upset about the oscars again um yeah. They're upset that people got snubbed. They're calling it Oscar So White Part 2 again. They're saying all this stuff. Okay, real quick, because I know I don't think any of us really care about the Oscars. Um, people are mad that Jennifer Lopez wasn't nominated for Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you, did either of y'all either see that? No, I didn't see, see Hustlers. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, look, I've seen Jennifer Lopez act. If you're upset she didn't get an Oscar nomination, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, yeah, I, seen, I seen a couple people, not a lot, but a couple people was mad that Beyonce didn't get best the whatever. soundtrack for, for Lion King. Yeah. That, and I guess I can understand that. It's who cares about the soundtrack? But yeah, I get yeah. that. The spirit song, I guess people liked it. Uh, Lupicia Nyong'o, see, that's the thing. Us was not that good of a movie to me. And I'm not going to cry about her not getting nominated over that movie. I think she got an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave, which, of course, niggas got to be a slave to take it. (laughs) But I'm not going to look at that movie and say, oh, she should have gotten an Oscar for that. I don't really. So she didn't get an Oscar uh, Best Actress for No, that was a snub. She didn't get nominated for it. Um, other things, Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler was not nominated for Best Actor. And that's wild to me because I actually saw that movie. I did too. And it was really good. I went into that movie blindsided. I had no idea what it was about. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I was just, I went with some friends that are really big movie guys and, um, it was so good. It was really good to me. I, I thought he did a great job. I don't know if it's because I'm, he has been in some goofy stuff yes. lately, but I, I actually like Adam Sandler. This, and I've all, this I was stepping out of his lane too. Yeah, oh, I think he did a really great job. So, um, and then to after seeing the movie, I went and like you know obviously researched some things and saw that people were saying that 
they were thinking this is going to be the one for him. And it's sad that he didn't get nominated for anything, honestly. I, mean, I thought he did a good job. Was it too early, though? Because no, I felt like the movie... It was eligible. Really? Okay. It was eligible. Mm-hmm. And I saw the movie, too. I guess we'll did get into like the review it? now. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Like, it was okay. Like... It was one of those things, maybe because I heard it was really good. Uh-huh. I watched it and I just thought it was okay. Yeah. You know, if I went into it blind, I would have been like, oh, this is actually a really dope movie. Mm-hmm. But everybody was hyping it up like it was incredible. See, and so I, I watched it and I was like, eh, it was all right. Yeah. I watched it on Christmas Eve. I watched mm-hmm. it when it came out and I didn't know anything about it. And then, then after the fact, I went and looked it up and I saw all the hype and all the interviews surrounding and I was like, oh, okay, so this has been a thing. Yeah. And I specifically remember, I hate black people they were on social media they were on the shade room and someone had posted a picture of adam sandler dressed like that guy and they had said that oh look at adam sandler he's changing his swag and we were just on uneducated in the fact that that was the role he was playing at the time oh yeah you could see all the comments like oh that's daddy now and all this kind of stuff i'm like oh my gosh this was a role he was playing the whole time that movie was a trip man the weekend was in it randomly um, what else? There was a really fine white woman in it who had a big ass. I'm gonna look out for her in the future. His, you know, his, his, his girlfriend, oh, his girl, his, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, she was a bad bitch. <laughs> but um, the movie I thought was okay, man. I'm not gonna cry over it not getting the Oscar nomination. Like it was his best movie, probably acting wise ever. But <laughs> if you're Adam Sandler, you got years to make up for all the shit you put out. Yeah, he honestly, put, I think he he probably. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit everybody keeps saying I make the same movies yes. with the same cast yeah. let me try something different you can't be putting out these straight to Netflix bullshit comedy movies that's or, like if Marlon Wayans suddenly did a good movie and you're mad about him not getting an Oscar nomination you yeah. gotta do more of being a serious actor to get an Oscar you can't just put out one good movie to make up for all the shit you put out <laughs> in the past but, 5, 10, 15 years or so but do you think um, do you think that snub got something to do with the timing no because, because it was eligible did it come, I mean just because it was eligible don't mean everybody then kind of seen if, it or if, I mean if you're they probably was like oh you know it's, it's a good movie but I think if it came maybe if it came out a little earlier in the year then they had time to kind of see the react the real reaction then they would have maybe put it up there I don't think he probably would have won but that's possible but you can also say it as it being more recent probably increased his chances because now it's fresh in your mind mm. and you're thinking, wow, what a powerful performance. Mm. And it looks more powerful than things that came out at the earlier venture. So, I mean, I don't know. Point being, I'm not upset about it. Who cares? Like it was a good yeah. movie. Go see it. But I'm not going to Adam Sandler. You got to do more than just one good movie, man. <laughs> you got to put out some more and not do no more. Uh, straight to Netflix bullshit. It gotta be a fire movie too. Yeah, because at least somebody like a um, like Monique put out something. She what? She had the best supporting actress. Yeah. So I mean, at least that was like a fire performance where everyone mm-hmm. seen it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. Um, other things. Dolomite is my name. Didn't get nominated for anything. Which did you yeah. think it would be? No. Oh okay. No, and it was okay. a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, it was a good Sunday afternoon to waste watching, but I'm not going to get upset about it. Um, What else? I don't care about any of this other shit. So, people were mad, but just they were mad that there weren't as many black people, I guess, nominated. But <laughs> when I'm looking at the snubs, I don't see anything that's like 
hit me as like, wow. wow, how can you ignore this? So whatever. What was the best movie though? Like that was out where we like, wow, that gotta win. Uh, it's, it's been felt a, like, I felt like it wasn't no good movies out this not past. Not really, year. man. Not really. People were upset about the Avengers Endgame not being nominated for Best Picture or whatever. I'm whatever. like, it's nah, hard for man. it's hard for a Marvel movie. It's comic book comic, shit, man. Yeah. Come on. Um, I can't. I have to look at the nominees, but I didn't see anything that was ignored. I did watch the Korean movie Parasite. People mm-hmm. have been talking about that a whole lot. I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't think it was like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So nothing to say about that. People are upset, but I don't really care. People are always upset about this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like you never learn every yeah, single year. Never, yeah, it, it's always the same thing. That's same thing with the Grammys too. Yeah. Like oh, they didn't nominate uh, Roddy Rich for Best Album of the Year. Oh, I yeah. wonder why. Cause a fucking White People Award, man. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> um, other things that happened this week or this past few weeks, this kind of upset me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I've told y'all I'm tired of Cardi B. I told y'all I'm sick of this shit, but, uh, she made a few tweets that got some national attention. Cardi B wants to be a politician. <laughs> She doesn't specify what politician, but she tweeted this shit and said she wants to be a politician. She said, quote, on Twitter, oh, God. I think I want to be a politician. I really love government, even though I don't agree with government. And <laughs> she also said, I do feel like if I go back to school and focus up, I can be part of Congress. <laughs> go back to school? <laughs> yes. I didn't know she. Uh. I don't think she ever went. To, I, don't, I don't know what she okay. did. Yeah. She said, I dead ass have so much ideas that can make sense. I just need a couple years of school and I can shake the table. Only a couple. That sounds like a, uh, I'm high as fuck right now. <laughs> Man, for real. I could really do this school shit for real, bro. <laughs> Hey, for real, bro. I can run this country, man. Hey, <laughs> right, dog, for real. Look, check out my ideas, man. See, the Democrats and the Republicans don't, they don't get it, man. But I got look, the bruh, answers, bro. Bro, all you got to do is do this. See, the president, see, why don't, if, why don't the president just stop all the war? That's all you got to do, bro. Right, that's, that's it. I'm dead. I am dead. Why don't you give all the money to the people, bro? Why we got to keep the money? I set everybody up with food stamps. <laughs> bro, everybody get a check a month. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even got to build a I ain't got to build a wall, man. I just be cool with all the uh, countries. Just be cool, man. Just go and bring the bruh, weed and we good, bro. Bro, bro, you could be the vice president too. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, oh my god! Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what that shit sounded like. That's what that statement sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> All I gotta do is go back for a couple years. <laughs> All I gotta do is focus up, bro. Just a couple years of focusing up, bro, and I got this. Um. So yeah. Uh. This would be something I would just blow over, but I have noticed that they're trying to make Cardi B like some kind of political spokesperson. They've had her do an interview with Bernie Sanders before. Uh, They've had her do interviews with these politicians. And they're using Cardi B as a let's get the black vote type of person. That's a big mistake. You know, and she's being used as a kind of a puppet in a way, I feel. Mm. But it's embarrassing. Um, Bernie Sanders went and said, uh, he said, Cardi B is deeply concerned about what's happening in the country. Oh, really? 
as she gets her fucking <laughs> hit man to go <laughs> against the offset the whoop, uh, strippers. Uh, stripper, yeah. Yeah. She, he said she Imagine knows what, what it's like. Imagine what you do with a damn country. Dog, with an army. Yeah. Next bitch, oh, she cheats with. Oh, over in Dubai? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say some fucking She gonna have some hoes assassinated. <laughs> oh, man. He said, uh, Bernie Sanders said, she knows what it's like to live in poverty and struggle, and it would be great for her to ex- bring that experience to politics. I disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I got to yeah. say. Oh, this bitch over in Europe? Oh, he fucking with all, she fucking with Offset over in Europe. He gonna have a drone strike at fucking Strokers in yes. Atlanta or some shit. I told you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of Cardi B, man. I have to admit, I'm sick of her. Uh, I'm sick of her. I think I really she being am, too man. much of a bit. I, I, well, I think she, I don't know what Car- what Cardi B is really like in person. I never met her. But I feel like she's kind of like playing up the ratchet bullshit a little too much, man. And I feel like when you're at her level of fame, she got, I understand she got famous by being because the relatable hood bitch. But you've been famous for long enough that your education should be a little bit higher than what you act like it is on social media. Yeah. And she act like she's still a stripper from the hood, man. Like you, you're you got a family, you're a mother, you make you, people look up to you. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of responsibility to act a little more mature on, on social media, and she don't do that. But whatever, who cares? Yeah, the the whole political thing don't or politician thing don't surprise me because she, if you look at her old interviews. She been talking like that too. Yes. She been to- she uh, yeah, talk about how she, you know, um she want to stand up for all the girls who had a dream and blah blah blah. So it don't surprise me but like I said, I think it's more, you know, I think she probably high and said, "Yes." Hey, I think and by I the way, her most recent tweet since then had uh, so proud of my man. Heart emoji, heart emoji. Celebration in my throat today. <laughs> so, oh god. Oh my god. Yeah. I oh mean, my goodness. After Donald Trump, I don't think anybody can not become president now. I but, think she would get a lot of votes, but oh, I'm definitely. not saying she will yeah, I mean, president might be a little tough, but um if she's trying to run for some she type would of get, yeah, she would get support, gov- sadly. Man, but everybody <sighs> would probably vote for her just for the simple fact. That she's Cardi B. Yep. I know. And that's yeah. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lori Harvey and Future. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't really know what to say about this. I know Lori Harvey and Future had been linked up in conversations and before people were saying, speculating that they were dating. I guess they kind of made it official on social media. There was a IG video of... In the pool. Yes, her being really kissy-kissy with Future. I guess making it official that they're a couple... Um, I don't really know what to say about Lori Harvey. She don't talk at all. Yeah. And people have kind of made stories about her life without her even <laughs> ever saying, saying anything. anything. Yeah. And they're like, well, Lori Harvey, because she's been, I guess, connected with a few people. Diddy. Like, well, she's toxic, but she knows what she's doing. She's yeah. just taking control of her womanhood and doing this. I don't think she's this. toxic, though. I don't get that. Because people she's dating saying, Future? 
Well, she no. dated a few people. But that she don't the mean she's toxic. She the like, one that dated Diddy and then yes. uh, she, she her dated Diddy's her. son and Diddy. Yeah. She was yeah. engaged before that. She's only 23. Yeah. She I had mean, Trace. And that's the thing. We don't necessarily know that. We don't know. Like, that's true. We don't know. Yeah. Like, she. Just because she's been pictured with them, we don't know what their relationship entails. Oh, now you want to use that guy? <laughs> we don't. Like we don't. Like I, I stand for her. Like mm-hmm. do your thing. But I don't think that just because she's pictured with all these people don't mean that doesn't mean anything. I feel like she's a young Rihanna, and I stand. Okay. Okay. I think she's just- classy with it. Like if she can date whoever the fuck she wants to date, she's twenty three years old. Like. The fact that all of these guys are after her says a lot in themselves. Like, she's 23 years old. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, I guess. It's kind of. Like, it kind of is. But at the same yeah. time, she's 23 years old. She can do whatever the fuck I, she wants to do. I think, I think the way she's doing this is perfect. Because, like, I don't, like, we ain't hear her talk at all. Yeah. We don't know what type of pers- person she is. And it could be a bit turn off. Once they start doing IG videos mm-hmm. and, and you see how stupid they sound or blah, blah, blah. So uh, I think it's perfect the way she going. She, you know, real, um, she just super quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for her to keep winning like this, I think I think it's a win because everybody talking about it, everybody wondering who she is. It is weird. And she's not giving us anything but <laughs> pictures. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if more up and coming, whatever you call them, uh, women mm-hmm. <laughs> would start doing this. Up becoming oh, yeah. IG women. It's just weird to me how obsessed people are with Lori Harvey. And she not and to be fair, she's not an IG woman. She's Steve nah, Harvey's yeah. step stepdaughter. Yeah. yeah. So uh that could play a part too, but I think I, I would be surprised if more women do this. Try to be secret. And just only so. post stuff. That would be for the best for us. Yeah, it, it, it Please don't put our business on social media like that. Yeah, because she she don't seem like the type that's um, she's real low key. Yeah, because other women would be trying to expose Diddy or yep. all this other stuff. She's saying real cool. That's probably why everybody trying to get her. <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know what it is. She does look good, she but do. personally, I couldn't be related to Steve Harvey in any way. <laughs> why? I, don't, I can't stand him. I never could stand him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a clown, man. That, if you read it, oh, go ahead. I'm just saying, he's like a scumbag if you look into the stuff. I was looking at a uh, Mark Curry interview a few from a few years ago. I'm saying that. Yeah, he stole jokes from Mark Curry, and Mark Curry approached him about it. He does that a whole lot, man. He shitted on uh, Bernie Mac mm. back during the uh, Kings of Comedy days. Like, all the oh, sneaky shit that. he did, man. Yeah. And he's just kind of a scumbag, so I never really what, liked him. Where did he rank fucking, him in the comedy world? Oh, fucking low, man. Honestly, yeah, I don't really? think he's that funny. Nah. Mm. I don't, his show was good, but his show was good in spite of him. I like his yeah, show. He had, was a, good. Great, he had yes. a great fucking cast. A great oh, yeah. ensemble on that show. Yeah. Cedric the Entertainer. Yes. Like, yeah. The real star of the show. <laughs> but with him, it was just like, I'm not a fan, man. I don't like the fact that he got so much credit for Kings of Comedy. When he really he had nothing got to do, credit. nah. Honestly, he was a he great was a, host. Probably the least funny of them. Yeah, he but, was a great host. Yeah. But, what about Family Feud? You don't appreciate him on no, Family Feud? No, that's <laughs> fucking that. That show is the same shit. Oh, what something you put in your ass? I, and like somebody said something sexual. Oh, I, yeah. I think it's worse. <laughs> it's the same thing every like single time. Feud. I think it's worse now because he, you can tell he a bit. 
Because every time somebody say something, he get this stupid yeah. face where he just can't believe. Oh no, well, I don't know what that is. You the stay, categories yeah. are obviously sexual, and then when somebody says something sexual, he's like, "Oh, good lord, yeah. Lord Jesus, oh, yeah. oh no, somebody, are you mind? Yeah, somebody say condoms. Yeah, <laughs> look, <laughs> look at here. Oh man, he's like, and all this stuff is being—it's like an obvious setup for him to look a certain way on TV. So, yeah. and then that whole thing that came out about him not wanting to talk to anybody ever when he's on set—I yeah. kind of understand that, to be honest. But everything else, yeah. you I'm say, sick you're of saying him. when Grump smashed his Lego? Yes, I love head. that. That was I love hilarious, that, man. man. I even though I thought that was staged too, I was with it. It was <laughs> still funny, man. You could tell he yeah. was a little hurt. Yeah. By having that smash. So, yeah, I was happy for it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Steve Hart, man. I'm sick of him. Um, other things that happened, and we got, yeah, we got to run this shit down. So, let's just go and kind of speed run through the rest of the topics. We got a whole, damn, we got a whole lot to talk about. Um, so, Lizzo was apparently driven off of Twitter. <laughs> after, I didn't mean to laugh like that. After a World War Three meme. I'll play the video real quick. I don't know if you could hear it real good, but we'll play it. So she got off of Twitter because of that. Well, we don't or know she posted that. Okay. She posted after that meme went viral. She posted that she's done with the Twitter shit uh, because okay. it's too okay. many too many memes out here. No, and thought, that was like the biggest okay. one going on. Oh, I thought uh, she posted something. No, she didn't post went, okay. that. Okay. But so rewind a little bit because we <laughs> missed the whole World War Three memes. Which was yeah. probably one of the funniest nights on Twitter I've seen in a while. <laughs> um, so people, of course, know that the Iranian general was killed in a drone strike enacted by the president, Donald Trump. He took credit he for took it. He took credit for it. And uh, people were saying this is going to spark a World War Three type incident where they're going to retaliate and the just, memes were fucking yeah. like you can say it was a serious event. And yeah. I understand that, but the memes were fucking hilarious. It was a little irritating <laughs> how people come out, oh, people were killed. Yeah. yeah. People got offended. They were like, this is serious, guys. Why yeah. y'all got to make jokes out of everything? Get it's the, the internet, fuck off man. the Twitter then. Yes. Yeah. Go, to, go to watch CNN. Yeah. If you want to be informed, watch whatever news outlet you see fit. But don't go almost, on social media. Expect a nigga not to joke almost, about shit. Yeah, yeah. Almost everything serious, somebody is joking about it on Twitter. Yes. Anything. It could be a death. People was joking about about um yeah people joked about a lot of deaths yes so yeah if you don't want to see none of that shit don't go on twitter don't go on twitter don't look up the memes just stay in your corner and watch whatever yes but people got really up some people got upset but i thought that was a hilarious (laughs) nightmare there was so many memes going around i was laughing so hard at and one of them of course said uh drop lizzo on a ran and yeah. <laughs> had a picture of her dropping out a fucking uh fighter jet oh my god so, that is crazy it, I'm, here's like i, I kind of want to feel bad for lizzo but then again if you say that these things don't bother you then people gonna keep doing it 
Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. She, uh, yeah, I would say she she not just sitting there quiet. Yeah. Where people just picking on her. A lot of stuff she kind of initiated. Yeah. Where people came at her. So now people look at her like, oh yeah, she. Let's always pick on her because if if somebody trying to pick on you and you not responding, most likely people won't pick on you mm-hmm. because they they know don't. It, it won't do shit. Yeah. But if you get a reaction all the time whenever somebody pick on you, then people going to keep picking on you and keep picking on you and keep picking on you. I'll be honest. and This sounds kind of fucked up, but I think if she, she, the problem with people is like, she doesn't make herself out to be a victim. If she, she doesn't, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. If she victimized herself, I think people would be more reluctant to joke about her. Like, look at Adele. People don't really make fat jokes. Adele lost weight. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. she but lost a lot Before that, weight. people didn't really make fat jokes about Adele like that. They never said anything. Yeah. But with Lizzo, I think it's the fact that she's acting like she's proud of her fatness. Yeah. That she's so confident and people don't bother her at all. She's being defiant. And because of and that. doing other shit. Yeah, because of that, people are like, okay, so it's cool to joke about you then because, you know, you're not hurt or offended by it. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. The fact that she's defiant and confident about how she is. People are like, okay, well, fuck, we don't, you don't get these jokes then. Yeah. So, yeah. It is what it is. Tough Twitter <laughs> world. Yeah. But you got to roll with the jokes, man. <laughs> um, Other news that came out. So the uh, 2020 Rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were announced. We don't care about most of them. I like the Pesh Mode. They were coming in too. But Biggie and Whitney Houston are going to be inductees in the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Any thoughts? Anybody care? I didn't, who was the first one? Uh, Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. Oh, okay. And Whitney Houston will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as of this year. The celebration, there's going to be a show sometime this year. Also, Nine Inch Nails, Doobie Brothers, and Depeche Mode, and T-Rex. I don't know who the fuck T-Rex is and Nine Inch Nails. But, yeah. So, thoughts on Biggie and Whitney Houston? Anybody care? I think it's well-deserved. I think so. Mm. It's getting, I mean, it's getting a little watered down. Yes. But, I mean, if other rappers in it, like Run DMC and stuff like that. Yeah, Tupac was in it in 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, so... <laughs> I think it's deserved. If everybody else can get in there, why can't Biggie? Or um, Ryan's face is just yeah. <laughs> look, man. And I'm not gonna say uh, number one. I feel like black people should have their own prestigious Hall of Fame award thing. I never understood why they're and I don't. I don't understand why they get into the whole, uh, Rock and Roll Hall That's of Fame. That's my point, man. Like That's I understand. I like there, of course, Rock and Roll was invented by black people. You have to have people like a Chuck Berry, Little Richard, R&B acts too. I feel like the rock, you can't really put rappers in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. Mm-hmm. I understand Run DMC. They had a rock element in their music. They had a song called Rock Box. They had a song yeah. with Aerosmith. I get them. I even kind of get uh, NWA because they had like a punk rock element when they came out first. Yeah. But... I don't understand Tupac. I don't understand Biggie just because they're dead and legends in hip hop. Like, yeah, good for them, I guess. But nothing about Biggie was rock and roll, man. Not at all. But see, I get that. But I feel like you need to make that argument about other rappers 
outside of Run DMC and maybe NWA that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or even R&B artists that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I feel mm-hmm. like people who are anybody in part of my problem is Shaka Khan and Rufus are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They've been on the nominee list for like five years now, but they haven't gotten in. Mm-hmm. I would put Damn. every black person who was in an actual band yeah. before I would start putting in rappers. Rappers feels like, okay, we got to have more people watch this show. So we have to have people that young people actually know of. Yeah. And here comes Tupac. Here comes Biggie. Here they're they're used as a kind of a puppet, like a, a kind of a shock value type of thing, like kind of just kind a of bait like, yeah. to get people like, to oh, watch so it. So is nominated. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, nah, like the rappers thing. I don't even Whitney Houston. What about Whitney Houston yeah. was rock and roll, man? Yeah. Come on now. No, I I get it. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but. To me, like, if everybody else is in it that's not rock and roll or, or had nothing to do with that type of genre, uh, why, I mean, why not just root for anybody that's in rap and R&B at this point? But it wasn't until they started adding people like a Tupac and N.W.A., mm-hmm. like, that they started this in the first place. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know many white people who aren't affiliated with rock and roll at all, this would be kind of like if they put Robin Thicke in a rock and roll hall of fame. Mm. Like what about him is rock and roll? I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. So it's just like, it feels to me like a way to get black people to watch the show rather mm. than being a genuine respect being paid to the rock and roll black artists. Mm-hmm. Many of whom like Roberta Flack should be in there before a Whitney Houston, probably or a biggie. Definitely. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah. I kind of wish there was a Black People Hall of Fame where we had the same type of reverence, where yeah. we can actually make be, this and it would matter. But see, it it would be similar to the BT yeah, Awards exactly, and that's because the problem. It's, it's early. Like I know hip hop is still a um a newer genre, mm-hmm. but um right now it won't really be worth anything. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame go back years. Yeah. And it's all type of legends in there. All and type to be of history. Fair, they happened. put many of the rock, black rock and roll people in there. So yeah, as they should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but um, I don't know. I, I mean, like I get what you're saying, but I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is legendary <laughs> at this point. So if Biggie is eligible to get in there, like I'm not sitting there hitting my fist like, oh, yeah, he I'm need not. to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but. If they got them in there, I'm, you know, I'm kind of happy for it. <laughs> I'm not mad about it, but I just want, like, Shaka Khan and Rufus to be in there first. Yeah, Things like that. Like, yeah. add people who are in actual bands making music of that ilk before you put in the rappers. Yeah. Especially somebody, somebody like Biggie who was rapping off the 80s songs. Yeah, like, it was let's 20 be years honest, ago. Yeah. yeah. It was only 20 years ago. So, I don't know. That's how I feel. All respect to Biggie, of course. Mm. But just that does nothing to me. I don't feel anything about whatever. Um, so I'm running down other things we got to talk about. Did y'all see the uh, the new R. Kelly? What's the R. Kelly doc? Uh, the the part two 
The season two. Oh, of, yeah, they made a part is, two. Did y'all attempt to watch that? I didn't watch it, no. That is ridiculous. We don't need to know that this man did it any more than we already know. Why do we have to keep making other... He has to get other, double canceled. Is, I, is this that's more, annoying. Is this more for ratings? This is money. Of course. And ratings. Yeah, of course. Exploitation. I, yeah. I, I feel like the first one did his job. He's in prison. Yeah. That's what I, mean, I what don't else? understand. And he, he really got canceled after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, it was the whole debates on should he and, oh, I'm going to still listen. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like after that first season, it was it was pretty much over. He It, it went downhill from that point for R. Kelly. So I didn't really get to making a season. I don't know why they call it season two, but. I don't get making a season two of this. The ratings, really. Exploitation. Speaking of R. Kelly, his girlfriends had a fight on his birthday, apparently. (laughs) So there's that. Um, Also, in related news, there was supposed to be a um, documentary about Russell Simmons. Kind of like that. From Oprah. And Oprah was supposed to be involved. Oprah stepped away from that project. Mm. I don't know if it's been canceled, but I know Oprah is not involved anymore. She admitted that she got pressure from Russell Simmons, but I also think that people are taking notice of what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, why is she not doing a documentary about Harvey Weinstein? when We know they were friends. They got yeah. pictures together being kissy kissy and huggy huggy. Mm. So why are you not doing a documentary about toxic, abusive white people? But it's just been Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson and now Russell Simmons. And then she never acknowledged the fact that it was found untrue about certain things yeah. that she included she did. in her Michael documentary. Jackson documentary. She did pull it off of her. Um, she did. But she yeah. didn't acknowledge it. And I yeah. think that that said more in itself than you just pulling it. You should have. It's It would have spoken a lot better of her character to at least acknowledge that she was wrong. I think Oprah's a puppet. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think she's a puppet, man. And I don't want to go too far into my conspiracy theories, <laughs> but I feel like she is being told what to do and how to do it in order. Because I think that, all I want to hear this, man. I just feel like when you reach a certain celebrity, everybody has skeletons in her closet and everybody knows about what this industry is. The entertainment industry as a whole It's abusive, predatory People preying on, I'm not going to say innocent, but younger. Like, people have sick vices, man. Yeah. And if you're up there in entertainment, you know these people. Yeah. I'm not saying you were there, but you know of them. And you know all the people that's probably in Hollywood now or trying to get in what they doing to get in. Exactly. Anything, man. But I think when you're somebody like Oprah, she knows where some of the skeletons are buried. She knows these scumbags in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And she might have some things in her closet, too. And it might be like, look, we're going to keep you safe, but you got to help us take these other people down. Yeah. And have them be the scapegoats for all the dirty shit in Hollywood. Take somebody like Russell Simmons. Exactly. Somebody like Bill Cosby. And I'm not saying they're innocent. Of course, they did some scumbag shit. But I'm just saying... It can't just be black people in Hollywood doing this fucked up shit. We know it's not. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a little weird, man, because um, you got people that love, you know, some black people that love Oprah and she do get the votes by building a a school over in some small country in Mm -hmm. Africa doing stuff like that. But in the same breath, she doing stuff like Russell Simmons and uh, Michael Jackson stuff. It's kind of like. 
Are you really with the black people? Yes. Or are and you then, doing stuff just for you? This yeah. is somebody, Oprah, and it's another thing where even if you want to discount the conspiracy stuff, we know that she loved Michael Jackson when he was alive. Yeah. Yeah. She had him on his show. She it loved having him on the show. Simmons too. Yes, they were yeah. friends. They had a relationship, yeah. So yeah. it kind of looks like she's trying to make herself look better by exposing them well after the fact. Yeah. When back when you needed them, they were there for you. Yeah. yeah. So and it's just a dirty game. It, man. I wonder if too with the whole Gail King thing interviewing R. Kelly, if is that some type of connection too? It might be, to, but R. R. Kelly agreed to that, so that's yeah. his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the I feel did the uh, I don't know how long the Michael Jackson was in the making that that documentary, mm-hmm. but uh, it came out after the R. Kelly stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because at that point, I'm like, I tried to watch it. I'm like, I ain't watching no more of this shit. This, sh- I, I had enough of the R. Kelly documentary. The Michael Jackson shit was disgusting, man. Man, uh, that's all I could say. It was I, disgusting. I didn't get past the first episode of the R. Kelly stuff, and I, that's why I don't understand why they keep making them. I'm over it. Like it's ratings, we, man. he did it. We know it. <laughs> <laughs> like it, we don't need any was, more stories about it. It was so dark, man. Like when I tell you that put a whole damper on my weekend. <laughs> Like it was three parts. It was three. Damn. It was three episodes. I want to say, and uh, I watched it. Th- I want to say that Saturday or Friday or whatever. But um, it was so hard to watch, man. By Sunday, I'm like, man, I just want to wrap this up, get this over with. Like it's really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Social media was going nuts because they arguing with other people about. Oh, I listen to his music and that don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Then you had some people. It. You had yeah. some people say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, um, a lot Girls of older it. people. They wanted it. A lot of yeah, a lot of older men always look at uh, younger women, and y'all always, you know, leaving school with the older guy. <laughs> it was all of that type of argument. So I don't, yeah, I don't get why they made another one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know why, the, but yeah. it's just annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things that happened, uh, we talk about Chet Hanks. I don't want to talk about that bullshit. I don't really nah. care. Um, Tyler Perry was criticized for bragging about being the sole writer on his projects. He made an Instagram video people got mad at because he basically admitted that all his stuff was written by himself. And, yeah, we could tell. but he had a whole instagram video showing all the scripts he's written and they were big ass scripts they were but i guess when they're as simplistic as what his stories are it's easy to write that shit in a day so it kind to me it kind of gave me a sigh of relief because i'm like oh okay i see why these movies yes like so i don't feel bad by being critical yes you probably probably will look at him better now by saying okay this script sucks i can't yeah i kind of respect it now because it's like you are putting out a lot of content yeah but i you know because a lot of people they good for telling you how how much you're hating because you don't like his shit yes you don't like a strong black yeah independent producer yeah it's nothing wrong with this Mm -hmm. and blah 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 but it's kind of like oh i see why so um honestly if he did hook up with some more writers this shit probably could be a little decent he said he tried that and he didn't like how it came out because they didn't have his same vision so who though because i feel like if he hook up with like a um whatchamacallit um damn i don't know why i'm blanking on this name uh legendary director spike lee yeah if he hook up with somebody like a spike lee or somebody legendary who been there done that i I feel like he could come out with a a a a great project i think spike lee and tyler perry are way too different 
like yeah. way too different, honestly. I think Tyler Perry is more interested in domestic disputes, whereas mm-hmm. Spike Lee's trying to make a greater social narrative about society. And Tyler Perry want to make a, a evil boyfriend, nice girlfriend, <laughs> but <laughs> evil dark skinned boyfriend. But see, I th- but see, I think if he step on somebody else's platform, if if he come together, it kind of bring more out of you. Yeah. Like maybe he he'll try something different. Maybe he'll say, "Oh yeah, let's you know we can add this in, but let's use your idea, yeah. something like that." I think I think it's possible for him to make something great with somebody else. Yeah, but. I, it, like I said, it was a sigh of relief after I see he write all this shit. Yeah. So I don't feel bad anymore for not really liking this shit. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand. Yeah. It's very <laughs> obvious now that there is only one person writing all this stuff. And that's why it seems kind of <laughs> the <janky>. same. Yes. <laughs> and everything. Um, Other things. French Montana was accused of hacking Spotify accounts to boost streams. I think Vicky kind of mentioned this. A while back that it was kind of suspicious that all these old songs were on his album. From 2015. Yeah. Mm. And people were looking at, you know, basically some of these songs that came on the charts for like a week and then just disappeared completely. Yeah. And people are saying it might be because he actually, or his label kind of hacked a, were hacked in playing his songs to get them charting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I don't really. I mean, this probably goes on all the time, so I don't really care. But did y'all see the beef between him and Fifty Cent? I did hear about that, but I didn't look too far into it. What happened? Basically, um, he French Montana was accused, and Fifty Cent was one of the main people accusing him. But French Montana and Fifty Cent went back and forth on social media for some time. Um, throwing shots at each other because apparently uh, French Montana found out that it was Fifty Cent that had done the hacking and the streaming and was pointing fingers at French, but it was oh, wow. really him. I don't know how true that is, but they like, it was a pretty funny beef. You all know 50 cent is petty. Oh yeah. And I love French Montana. So them going back and forth, first of all, the fact that they're old as hell and it's just like, what, what else do y'all have to do with your time? But they went back and forth a little bit for, um, on Instagram for like the stories. It got to the point where French Montana released a clip of power and was like, Oh, this is what y'all waiting for? The season <laughs> premiere. And he this this is the highlight reel right here. Y'all watch this. And it was like a 30 second clip. And um so that that all was was pretty funny. It was pretty comical during the time. It was a slow week, I guess. Yeah. No, nah, that's funny. Fifty cents funny, man. No matter what you want to say about him. Um power. Other things that happened, Charlemagne gave DJ Envy a mold of his ass. I don't want to talk about that shit. That was gay as hell. You a saw mold it, you of his know. ass? Yeah, he gave him like a mold. I guess it was like a Christmas present or some shit, but it was on the Breakfast Club. He, yeah. Charlemagne gave he DJ. He explained and said um, he pretty much gave him his ass because it's one ass. He, I guess Envy always called him an asshole. So he said one asshole to another. Yeah. And I didn't know it was actually his ass. It's a mold. The whole, if you watch the video, it's the very awkward, and man. And, and DJ Envy asked, DJ Envy asked, like, oh, this is your balls, too? And then Charlemagne said, if you want it to be. Like, very weird. Do y'all think that Charlemagne is playing into this whole gay no. thing? Or do you think he, this I is I think he's legit. suspect, but who cares? Like, oh, okay. Nah. I know we'll hear about it once Angela Yee leave. <laughs> the, the thing is, I don't know many black people who are straight who act like they're gay. 
Like that's kind of like a, I'm not going to say, well, it is a white people thing. Like some of the play gay thing and some yeah. guys in like a locker room, they maybe environment, do, they yeah. do yeah, that. I know yeah, that was, that's, I know that was I know different. That, yeah, I know that was the kind of thing when, uh, when I was like in middle school, but it was more jokey. Yeah. I never did that shit, but it was super jokey for people to try to smack your ass like yeah. good game boy or on some shit like that, but. It's hard for me to listen to Grown that show, man. men doing that shit they, is just weird, it's, man. It's a little irritating when people always say pause or, oh, whoa, you said grab the balls. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. That's all they do on the yes. show. Yes. And it's a little irritating. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say about Charlemagne. I mean, it is what it is with him. He's suspect. <laughs> he always asking men if they get their ass ate and shit like that. So, yeah, yeah he can go somewhere else with that shit. <laughs> um, the Coachella lineup was announced recently. I um, know. What what are you so excited about, it's, Jess? I know it's Travis, Travis Scott and Travis Scott. Ocean. How many times have you seen Travis Scott, girl? Come on, <laughs> look, are you really excited about look, that shit? Look, first of all, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm not gonna go to Coachella, probably most likely, but I was thinking about it. Coachella's just expensive as hell. No, yeah, I was thinking, are. I was thinking about it for sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that's a whole. Each mosh pit is a different. Atmosphere. Oh my god! I feel a different like, type of cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, like, I feel like Coachella would be a madness. Like that would be, man. I'm I'm really sad I'm not going because Coachella is always around my birthday too. Yeah, so that would have been perfect. And uh, Frank Ocean, like I I would have loved to see Frank Ocean live. That doesn't happen, y'all. Everyone knows I, that no, it never happens. Yeah, I kind of want to so. see Lan, uh, Lana Del Rey. Me too. I would love to I'm see a big her as Lana well. Del Rey fan. I guess I'll be the one to admit I want to see Rage Against the Machine. They Rage, haven't really? been they haven't mm, been together yeah. in a long time. Oh yeah, I was That's a big huge. fan of them back really? in high school, mm. so I would definitely go see that. Yeah, but everything else, like, look, Travis Scott, come on now, how many times are you gonna see him in your motherfucking lifetime, Jasmine? I feel like <laughs> it's okay. Like I feel like it's fine. Okay. Until I get on These the stage people. and fly off of it, oh, I will continue God. to see Travis. Yeah, I know. Um, Fat so, Boy Slim, damn. Oh, yeah, Danny Elfman, the guy who does movie soundtracks, is going to be there, which is kind of funny. But other than that, I'm like, okay, nah, it's whatever. (laughs) Um, And also, uh, celebrities were getting that. um, I guess Beyonce officially launched her Ivy Park collection. Today, With Adidas. Yes. It sold out, of course, instantly. Instantly. (laughs) But she also sent out um, boxes of her. And can we be honest? Like, does this shit look good to y'all? Look at the clothes. I actually in this do collection. like it. Um, really, I, I I found it interesting because I I don't know. Ivy Park is supposed to be like an athletic brand, mm-hmm. so um, some of the clothing didn't really seem like athletic type clothing. It looked like a jail suit. It's fucking Instagram model clothes. Is clothes make your ass look bigger? I don't know. I just <laughs> some of the stuff I just wouldn't see myself working out in. <laughs> so I I don't know, but also before she got did this collab with Adidas, her her Ivy Park brand that used to be in Topshop, all the stuff wasn't necessarily something that I would work out in either. So it's not like seeing that line compared to this one. There's not. I think this one's better, honestly. Women who wear these clothes don't work out, Jasmine. I'll tell you that much. Okay, <laughs> they probably have work done. Um, Blue Ivy, y- y'all seen Blue Ivy? She is Lately. grown. She looked totally different. She looks yeah. grown. She looks like it's it's so weird that how 
similar to both of them. She, she does looks, like you could tell that's actually their baby. She, look, yes. like, look, she looks just she like, like Beyonce. Beyonce. So weird. She looked like a young Beyonce. But then she looks yeah. like Jay Z at the same time. It's so yeah. it's yeah. so weird. Niggas got in trouble for that for saying that. What that somebody like, said that she's starting to favor Jay Z a little too much, and it's kind of sad. Oh. And he got canceled for that shit because uh, he's making fun of a little kid. Uh, well, she deserved that for. Damn. But yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, shout out to Lil Flip. By the way, Lil Flip got a, a Ivy Park collection box too. Did he really? So, yeah, he did. I, I appreciate that so oh, much. Definitely, definitely. That's little stuff like that kind of keep Beyonce good in the hood for real, yeah. for real. Because she she always recognized some of the people we kind of look down on a little bit, like. Not us, but people in general. Because, uh, like, I had to argue with one of my friends saying how Lil Flip is a legend. Really? Yeah. Nah, he is a legend. Houston legend, I will say, definitely. I think think he's a legend overall, man. I think his short Mm. impact was... I think you can't really ignore that, man. That's true. He was one of the... um, At one point, he was probably top three biggest rappers in the country, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and And... I mean, let me know if I'm wrong, but he one of the biggest artists or first biggest artists that blew up like that coming out of Houston on the rap side. Uh, Outside of Houston? On the mainstream level. On the mainstream level, side. Mainstream level. I mean, I I'll give him had, that. Yeah, okay, one, one of the first. Because I know he had Scarface. Yeah. I know he had yeah. you know, stuff like that. But mainstream level, huge. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that little run he had was dope, man. He... He got enough to make a playlist where you like, oh shit, I forgot about that song. Yeah. No, nah, he had a feature. He worked with Beyonce. That's what I'm like, saying. Like back yeah. when she was going for solo on her first album. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I was arguing with one of my friends when I was in Cleveland. And she like, little, nah. Like, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, I, I yeah. know I've been in Houston <laughs> for a little bit. But yeah. like, nah, you can't really ignore what he did, man. Nah. Just nah. for the the fans, um, Lil Flip is often at Bell Station on Sundays if you want to go, okay. go stop by. Okay. He, so he, he, he does have a wife, so all y'all I thoughts mean, out there. <laughs> to get, his I wife mean, fine, just, too, damn. Just, just fan, fan. That's for the fans, not for the thotties. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. I got a Lil Flip real cool, too, man. He's, like, he's super real cool down in person. the earth. I think all Houston rappers are down the earth. Except one that I won't mention. Just say it. But I feel like Bun B is not as oh, as, as friendly as Bun? like Slim. No, I feel like Bun? he's not as friendly as Slim Thug or Paul Wall. Like when you see them out on the street. Oh wow. I he's nice. Bun, he's nice, I feel, but I feel like they're more they're more open to having a conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, fair enough. Like yeah. they're more open to like you know a small talk with. I you. think Bun is good, but I think he rolled like he you know. I don't, no disrespect, but he kind of rolled like he Beyonce a little bit where, you know, security guards around him. Can't oh, nobody wow. really Yeah, because there was one time he performed and um, I want to say, what's that part downtown? Green something? Uh, Discovery Green. Discovery Green, he, yeah. It was a free concert, which was, you know, it was dope. Mm-hmm. But uh, we ran into him as we was leaving. And uh, my sister, my sister was here. This was when she first, you know, came to visit Houston. And she was excited. Like I seen him like three times that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, eh. But uh, she was excited. She like, hey, what's up? I came from Cleveland. And he like, yeah. I got and he was just like, had no, you know, oh, he, didn't wow. really say, mm-hmm. he didn't really say nothing. Which I, you know, I kind of get it. But I think he rolled around more 
uh, I guess, protected. Yeah, kind of because a, like for instance, Paul Wall, he was at the damn um, Dynamo game. It, not He's always only, at the Dynamo game. Not only game. that, but he was at the parade, the Astros parade, mm-hmm. and he was out with the people. Yeah, he, it wasn't no security guard. He had his agent there, but uh, he was actually there, and I. To the point, I dapped him up and introduced myself. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! I was just like, "Hey, what's up, man? You, I tried, you know, you hit me up there, Hurricane Harvey, blah blah." He like, "Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. like he was that, you know, down close. to earth." Yeah, Bun yeah. B performed at the Rustic too with our six ten and Texans party that we had oh, for the shit. playoff game. Mm-hmm. He was the special performer, okay. and he's yeah. also going to introduce for people that care. He's going to introduce the last rodeo. Um, Artist on February the fourth, which is I wanted to get on that too, which is hype to be some pretty big Houston names. We know Lizzo, obviously, but um, there's supposed to be a really, really big artist that I've been. It's rumored to be Travis. It's rumored to be a Destiny's Child reunion. It's rumored, oh wow! It's rumored at I've, the rodeo. Yeah, holy shit! So I've I've Damn. heard various rumors about it, but they're gonna announce oh. that on February fourth, and he's gonna oh. travel to different Houston high schools to to do that. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. We was kind of okay. talking about this on the radio or the uh, the special guest, and the first thing we said was Travis, but. I don't see. I don't like, see the I feel, crowd. No, not even the crowd. I feel like the people at the uh, the people that's in charge of the rodeo. Mm-hmm. I feel like Travis is a little too rough. They it, had Cardi B last year, but Cardi's did, more but, of a diver, diverse fan base. Yeah, she ha, she reaches all crowds. Travis, but, but see that does, but he doesn't reach younger art. Like moms let their daughters listen to Cardi. Like you know what I mean? Like nah, they I'm do, not, they do. Like I get what you're saying, but Cardi B's music is way more raw and rough but, than Travis. But Travis is real. a specific type of fan. But, like Cardi reaches pop, she reaches Latin, you know, Latin music. She, she reaches hip hop. She reaches a diverse a little, group of. I think she a little people. more commercial. She was, you know, to be honest, that, that flavor of the month where mm-hmm. everybody was talking about Cardi B. Ellen was talking about Cardi B. I think that's one of the reasons they decided to bring her, but. The rodeo are kind of strict with their rules. They didn't want Cardi B to cuss. Mm-hmm. It was they, it was a lot of limits on what she couldn't do, mm-hmm. and she still did it. It was, she still had a raw show where she was cussing and stuff like she, that. She tried her hardest. She did. That's what I'm saying. St- yeah. So <laughs> let it go. Yeah. So um, for to me for Travis Scott being the the person they bring in, I just don't really. See it like that, and on top of the his fans being super rough, mm-hmm. I think it would be a, a fucking rough rodeo if he was like the special headliner. I don't think it would be any worse than Cardi B. The Cardi old, B was over capacity. The fans? Bitches were fighting out there in Cardi B's show. Really? Cardi B was crazy. Have man. you seen the? Um, I guess the um, people lined enough for. Um, Travis Scott. Travis Scott is they crazy. They would tear down that fucking gate. Yeah, but, but I, the shit they but, weren't doing that with Cardi B. Not, I'm not saying Cardi B wasn't rough, but Travis Scott fans are way more rough. But they, that's why they, they, they would of, have him on a hip hop heritage night. I mean, a Black Heritage night by which they know it's strictly for us. So they would, you know, it's not going. He wouldn't be out there on a regular rodeo night whereas there's a specific night that's designated for black heritage that that would be the night that he would be the only reason i don't see him being there is because travis has a mosh pit the way that the rodeo stage is it just doesn't his performance doesn't cater to the crowd because he's a he's a performer that that 
like fuels off of his fans and how mm-hmm. close they are to him. Rodeo, you're not he's not accessible like that unless they unless they open it up for him, but you don't get to sit like there's not there's not a floor area, a general admission floor area for Rodeo. There are people that have seats, but they're not even close to the stage. Okay. So the only reason I don't see him doing it is because he doesn't reach a crowd that's just going to sit in their seats and watch Travis. He's a he's a performer that engages with his fans close up. So unless they open that up for him, then I just don't see him doing I, it. I think uh I think it's possible that he can do it because it won't be it won't be like a Travis Scott show. Let's be clear. You've been to yeah. Travis Scott shows. It won't be like that. Yeah. I think it'd be all. like a normal stage Concert. seats and stuff like that. But I think it's I think his fans are way too wild, man. I think I think he, his fans are similar to like a our future type of fan base where they're, you know, they they will trample you to get in mm-hmm. to try to rush to the front type of fan base. I just I think the rodeo is a little too blue collar, mm-hmm. and they was I think it was a little risky getting Cardi B to do it and with her with them giving her all these rules to abide by, and with her still cussing, <laughs> you know, even though that's technically a family event. Mm-hmm. I just don't see them, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, Travis Scott, let's let's do Travis Scott instead." I don't think it'll be Travis Scott, number one, because, and, and this is to my point where I believe, and I might be wrong, I don't even think if Travis Scott did the rodeo, it would be as big as Cardi B's rodeo. I don't think because so either. number one, Travis Scott is a yearly festival here now. Yeah. He tours here. Like, he's kind of always in Houston he's about doing to, a show at some point. He's about to headline point. Coachella. Yeah. Like, yeah. so he's kind of, he tour, like, he's not... I'm not going to say he's not as big, but Cardi at that moment was super hot. Yeah. And Travis is still hot, but I think in Houston in particular, and I think the Astroworld craziness was a lot of people out of town. I'm not going to say it wasn't nobody from Houston acting super crazy, but the people, I think it was a lot of people out of town who wanted to experience the whole Astroworld festival for themselves, mm-hmm. more so than just Houstonians, because we're kind of used to Travis Scott at this point, honestly. Yeah, the but, Cardi B shit was different because she was super hot. People hadn't seen her like that yet, so I think it was crazier than what a Travis Scott rodeo would be. Because, like I said, he's here every year. But so, see, I don't, I don't think only Houstonians go to concerts in the rodeo. No, of course not. I think it's gonna be a lot of diehard, you know, Jasmine, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of diehard Travis Scott fans who will, you know, try to, you know. If they hear about it, they're going to try to buy them tickets or however you get. I think you buy them online, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get those tickets and go just to see Travis Scott. I don't think it's going to be strict, strictly uh, mostly Houstonians. I think they I think have a lot of people are going to travel for it. They have to have that. They have to have the area around the stage open. I feel like if they don't have that open, it's going like you said, it's gonna be a madness. People are gonna rush. The, they're gonna try to I, rush it. I think it's gonna and they not think, the rodeo is not gonna yeah. be here for that. I think it's gonna be more of a risk to have him yeah. at a place like a rodeo, which is more of a family event. It's very so thing though. I can see them staying away from that because if you look at a lot of his concerts, a lot of people did get hurt from Scott. Even though I know it's a festival setting, but a lot of people get trampled. It's yeah. always some type of trample at his concerts. Yeah. I just see the rodeo staying away from that. It's fitting, though, because he does have an album called The Rodeo. Yeah. It was, so. And this is all, like, I think we can went too far into this because yeah. it's all speculation. It's not official, oh, and we yeah. don't know what's going on here. So until I'm we excited. have an uh, actual announcement of who that's going to be, Destiny we can't Child really would say. Destiny like Child would be huge, of course, yeah. I would like but I that. also think that that's kind of too big for The Rodeo. 
I, so, <laughs> I agree. Like what, I know Beyonce did do the rodeo before, but that was before she was Beyonce. Beyonce. And they, yeah. they so did that's Disney a little too Child big of a rodeo. A while, like twenty oh seven. Yeah, they or did something like a that. while ago. Yeah, it was. A, do you think? So, do you think they pumping this up way too much, and it's gonna be an artist that we like? It's probably gonna be somebody who ain't that big of a deal. But yeah. I also feel like who knows? Because Cardi B was huge. When yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. yeah. so who knows? The man. one uh, reason I was wondering because they was kind of doing that with the Texans playoff game. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, we got this secret halftime performer." Blah blah blah. It was T Pain. But it's always some bullshit at an NFL game, especially the Texans game, man. Yeah. So that that's people's no, fault for looking no, forward that's to why that. I was, yeah, <laughs> I, I get that, but mm-hmm. I was wondering if it's probably going to be something like that where we like, "Oh shit, oh they're going to yeah. reveal it." Mm-hmm. It's always, Jason Derulo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh something gosh. like yeah, it'd yeah. Be something like that. All right. Um, is there anything else? I know we didn't I, do what a bro knows this week, but fuck, we'll do that yeah. next week. We run I got out of a time though, real quick. What's up? I saw Ellen at the uh, was it the Oscars or it was something else? I don't think it was the Oscars. Golden Globes. Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah, she looked old, man. I thought she was the one older person that looked young. Ellen, like the Ellen. TV host? Yeah, Ellen the Generous. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she is old, man. No, no, I know she's old, but she's really looking old now because um, when you watch some of her shows, I know it's TV and makeup and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. but I always thought she looked younger than what she is. Yeah. But at the Golden Globe, she really looked old. A lot of people there looking real old. You can yeah. start to see the turkey neck. Oh you man! Know, the white people get. I saw. I saw. She looks super old, man. I saw a horrifying picture of Cameron Diaz. Really? Oh, she man. looks super old, man. I and I was like, that was one of my early crushes back when <laughs> she did the mask back in like 94. Oh, yeah, she was nice then, Oof. man. <laughs> now she looks terrifyingly old, man. And I was never, after that, I thought she kind of fell off. But now she looks like, she looks like Maggie Gyllenhaal now. <laughs> like she looks <laughs> old, Gyllenhaal, man. Damn. It's sad. But, um, so yeah. I mean, people getting old, man. That's no, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm not. That was my point. Yeah, but she always look. Yeah, she always look young. Even like whenever I peep at Ellen DeGeneres, her show. Yeah, she, she like you wouldn't have thought she was going on seventy. Yeah, you know what I mean, but really? at that point, yeah, at that point, she was kind of like, oh shit, she really looked seventy at this yeah. point. Yeah, no. Nah, Ellen been around for a while. She been long, People, long. People think I, she just started with her TV show. She I had a she, sitcom. Yeah, she I was know on that. And Cheers, she, and she, right? And she came out on one of her shows. Yeah. And I know she that show got canceled because yeah. of that. She was on, yeah, Cheers and Nick at, Nick at Night. She was I don't on think Cheers. she was oh, on Cheers. Or no. It was something like that. She was a comedian. I know she had her own TV show. It was on one of those and shows. And that stuff happened so long ago, people forget about it. But let me yeah. look up now. I'm looking up her fucking Wikipedia. Where did she start? Yeah, she started. She, she was, was yeah, comedian. she was a comedian. She started on Johnny Carson. She was in some movies, and then she got a TV show. Basically, she had two TV shows. I think yes, Ellen in '94 and the Ellen Show from 2001 to 2002. Yeah, and what then, was the one that got canceled? Was it the uh, Ellen, the first one, the one where she came out? Yes. Oh yeah, that she was came 94 out in '97. No, it okay. ran from '94 to '98. She came okay. out in '97 and then like was canceled the next year. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. And she is 61 years old. So yeah, she is old. <laughs> um, anything else y'all want to talk about real quick before we wrap this thing up? I think episode 100, man. Let's get it. Uh, thank you, everybody who stuck with us. Thank you, everybody who listens weekly, monthly, whenever you listen to the podcast. We appreciate all y'all. 
Um, shit, man. I don't think any of us thought we'd make it to 100 episodes. But we still grind away, man. We still trying to make this a good listen for you guys to, you know, check out. Oh, movies. Fuck. We'll talk about this real quick. Shit. TV shit. Um, I saw Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. I, I was curious to get your grade on this, man. I thought it was okay. I didn't like them bringing back certain characters. I thought the Buckwheat shit was kind of went on too long. Wait, hold on. How, how you feel about the the intro? Well, the intro was fine. Oh, the intro okay. was fine. Do you I feel, mean, do you feel like Keenan need to be in that picture? <laughs> <laughs> A lot but of people. I think, you left him out. You need to get the picture well, with Keenan. The way that it, well, when I saw the picture and <laughs> Keenan was there, I was like, wait a minute, Keenan don't belong up there with Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Eddie Murphy. But it was kind of but, a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And the way the bit rolled out, it was like a white guy tried to stand up with them, and then Keenan like, nah, nah, nah man, go away. And yeah. then he just kind of stood there. It wasn't like they were saying, oh, hey, here's Keenan Williams, legendary Saturday yeah. Night Live guy. Yeah. But and, and to people's point, Keenan had put in a lot of work with Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He kind of carried the show on his back for the last 10 years. He did. So, it's still trash. Yes. But yeah, he he's the only it. consistent yeah. member. He's the longest member who's been on the show ever. Yeah. So give him his flowers, man. He deserves it. He's yeah. a great fucking, I don't want, he's not a comedian, but he's a great sketch actor. I'll put it like that. Yeah. yeah. And he, he earned his stripes, man. So yeah, I wasn't mad at it. I thought he was deserving to be in the in the photo at least. And yeah. One of them because they, they got a photo the, without him and then they yeah. also got a that's photo what, with That's him. where people were having a problem because we was posting the ones without him. Yes. And people, you need to post the one with Keenan. Yeah, like, somebody. I get it. Like, honest, to, be, to be honest with y'all, I felt like um, the other dude shouldn't have been in, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I'm missing his Dan name. Chappelle. No, not no, he got to be in I that. I mean, he shouldn't What's, have been because if you're talking about Saturday Night Live people, no, he wasn't no, on Saturday Night no, Live. No, I'm just so talking yeah. about Forrest Comedians. Mm -hmm. The other oh, guy. Oh, Tracy Morgan? Yeah, I felt like, like if you want to be honest, I felt like I, I really don't really care for him like that. I mean, if even if you don't mess with his humor, like he was on Saturday Night Live, that did make him, and he was a successful comedian in his own right. Yeah, he wasn't on their level. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. You got think, Eddie Murphy, you got yes. Chris Rock, and uh, Dave Chappelle. Those are without a doubt. Well, yeah, I don't think Tracy Morgan is without a doubt. Like, oh yeah, no, nah, he's definitely. No, it's, it depends, a, it's some debates. It depends on the context, man. That's the thing. If you're talking about strictly comedian, and I think Tracy Morgan is funny, but if you're talking about strictly comedians, yeah, it should only be Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. But if you're talking about the history of Saturday Night Live, you got to put Tracy Morgan in there and you got to put Keenan in there. Yeah, that, so different states. That's a whole different argument. Yeah, man. so I understand. I, I wasn't mad say, you at might Tracy well being take, there. You might as well take out Dave Chappelle at that point. Then yeah. if you just talk about Saturday Night Live. Exactly. And somebody made that point. They were like, "Okay, Keenan kind of belongs there since Saturday Night Live. If anybody, Dave Chappelle don't because he was never on the show." Yeah. But either or, whatever. It, point is, like, I, it was fine. Yeah, I think it came off as like a look at all these legendary comedians. Yeah. And um, like I said, I think Tracy Morgan did good. I think that whole setup was pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah, with people saying, "Oh yeah, uh, you need Keenan on there in that picture," nah. it's just like, <laughs> I nah. love what he did, man. I love what he's doing, man. He 
he's probably uh, he's super consistent, man. He's been around for for years. Yeah. But um, yeah, people act like it's trying to bring the old people black just say, excellence. Pe- people just say shit for retweets, man. You yeah. ain't gotta. I don't, I don't even pay talk about to all this black no excellence. Yeah. You need to appreciate our black men. Oh man. Whatever. Like, all right, put every black person <laughs> up there then. Get every black person from SNL. Yeah, where's fucking Tim Meadows? Where are all the fucking <laughs> other black people from yeah. Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. The episode itself, I enjoyed it. Um. Eddie Murphy's still funny, man. He still has it. Um. There was some stuff where I thought was a little too much. I can't see. It's been so long, I can't really remember. But some yeah. of the shit was forgettable. The last sketch was kind of forgettable. I didn't like the buckwheat thing. I think that went on a little too long. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the black jeopardy thing. I thought that went along a little too long. I like the uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood shit. I <laughs> was pretty hard at that. Yeah. I even liked the one they did about, uh, the Christmas party they had and Eddie Murphy was like the the dad and his daughter brought a white guy. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Where they, they could kind of say something and then they go back to Yeah, it. how it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. That was a funny skit. Like, overall, it was a good episode, man. I enjoyed yeah. it. I was not cringing the entire time. Like, ugh, Eddie Murphy. So oh, you think he still funny. got it a oh, little yeah, bit? He, he got something in the tank. I think he does. I still don't know about coming to America too. I still don't know was, about Beverly Hills Cop 3. Uh, I was hoping they forget about that, man. I, it's already done. It's coming man. out whether we want it to or not, Damn, unfortunately. Man. And then he's also making a Beverly Hills Cop 3. I don't know about all that shit, man. Speaking of which, <laughs> Bad Boys for Life is now out. Are y'all going to watch it? Yeah, I'm, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go see it, man. But I'm not going in there like, oh, yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like I don't know what's going on with Martin. I don't know if he's sick or something. Yeah, but he's I seen, fat now. Man. I seen him on the Breakfast Club. He seemed real soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Like he was ill at some point, but never mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he don't even seem the same, man. You wouldn't even thought he did all the characters from Martin and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, even in that interview, he seemed so shy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, damn, is he not really a, a people person or a media person? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not going in there with a expectation of this yeah. being, you know, better than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like Bad Boys too a lot, Jasmine. Are you looking forward to Bad Boys for life? I, I've i never... I, didn't I thought you like Bad Boys. Oh, that's Rush Hour, I guess. Yeah, I love Rush like. Hour. Okay. I love Rush I Hour. Okay. Um, I've never seen Bad Boys. Okay. You any of them. You ain't missing too much. Honestly. I was gonna go oh, um, for Ash's birthday. I was gonna. We were gonna go to the premiere, but she decided against it, and I figured it was probably best that I watched the first two anyways. You don't have to. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's just not a, act, like is there, there's not a plot you have to follow, really. Oh. So it's just a goofy action comedy movie. Gotcha. But Kinda yeah, it's Rush Hour. I'll so. see it, but I probably. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I'm a, I'm head to the theaters right now. Yeah. I'll probably see it whenever. With Martin, yeah, he does seem different now. But I also think, like, it's kind of the same way Jim Carrey's way different now, too. Mm. I feel like if you're that kind of comic who's just, you know, super energetic. fucking energetic and just wild all the time, and then you fall off like he did with all his drug problems, like, that's probably just who you really are on the inside all along. He's just kind of putting on an act mm. for how he was for all those years. So it's yeah. kind of strange, but the same thing with Jim Carrey. Like, he's so, so different than what he used to be now. 
I think that's just when you go so far in one direction, you naturally just revert to the complete opposite Yeah. later in life. So kind of <laughs> odd, but yeah, we talked about uncut gems already. I saw it. I liked it. And bad mm. boy. Anything else? Any other movies um, and TV shows y'all watched? Um, Jasmine, have you saw Power? Yes, I oh, watched Power. I watched. I didn't watch. All, so, I was in and out of the episode, but it was so, on. Uh, Who shot? I'm annoyed. I'm, Who shot? No, well, I'm annoyed. Well, it's kind. Of, well, it's clearly they clearly saying he was uh, slain. He was uh, slayed or whatever. Like he died. Yeah. Yes, they they that, officially said in this episode that he is dead. Who? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Jane St. Patrick was killed in this club type mm-hmm. of thing. So they mentioned that in the episode. But the way they're doing it is so irritating. So the first episode was all about uh, Dre part. So Dre, uh, they show what he did. They kind of, you know, went back in time a little bit up into the shooting. And they, I think they did some stuff after the shoot. They was mm-hmm. kind of going back and forth, too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, spoiler alert, he they burnt him in jail. <laughs> Which yeah. was kind of but they burned who in jail? Dre. So the guy that um, was rolling, the guys that was rolling with Tommy, they was all in jail together. Two bit and somebody, I can't remember. Yeah, got yeah. But anyway, they um, so they pretty much poured some gasoline in the hole that um, uh, Rutimi was in, and they fucking lit it on fire. And he was pretty much guys, stop, no, no, and burnt up. So he's dead right now. Okay. But um yeah, so what they pretty much doing is showing each person's side of the story up until the shooting and after the shooting. And they just, did, the next episode was about uh fucking Angela's sister. Just like you said how the Simpsons did who this killed is Mitchell is exactly like, the Simpsons, like it. Man. And it's so fucking annoying because oh I don't care. I do not care about these people's backstories. Like, let's get to the point. And they're wasting, I think there's only six episodes left or something like that. I want to so say they're going to waste, you, yeah. it's I clear say that they're going to waste left. them on every single person yeah. that has was a background, involved. that was involved. Yeah. And at the and very it's so end, annoying. they'll show that he's actually alive. Leading he, into the spinoff, which was it. announced. Yeah. With Mary J and Method Man. Method Man, <laughs> Power Book 2 Ghost. Like, it's called Ghost. Huh. So you have to assume Ghost gonna be in it. Yeah, so I can he probably only, in Puerto Rico or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it, y'all don't think it's. So what happened to the prequel? Is this not the prequel? I don't know what's going I, yeah, on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know how this. They're gonna tie this into. I, the I heard that's supposed to be the like the sequel to the uh, Power when it ends, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, but it's it's a little irritating, man. And the acting is just trash. <laughs> like y'all y'all said this the the season before, and I couldn't agree. But now I'm over it. Like the yeah. tr- I'm literally only I'm, here because I started I'm, this shit. I yeah. started it from the beginning, and I need to know how it I'm, ends. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing fucking Angela's sister cock a gun. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like I never saw anybody cock a gun as much as her, or walk <laughs> around with a pistol. And then you just the, all these characters are introduced that you had no idea, like you knew about. They mentioned, but you just never saw them. So it's just weird that now all of a sudden we're getting these characters that weren't heavily involved in the show to begin with, like like Paz's son, Angela's sister's nephew. I mean, Angela's nephew. We never saw him. Yeah. And now we're seeing him in this episode and stuff. It's just like, y'all y'all really drugged this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> yeah. You trying to tell us. Like, like the last episode, you lit- literally could have skipped. No. 
That's how bad to, it was. That's this. It's a pathetic. Like it's sad, man. It's because you can tell they're just doing it for ratings, show, man. man. It, I know. It started off a good show. That's what happens when you run out of ideas, but you have to keep something going. Just because the people pumped yes. about it. And there's ratings. There's too many interests at stake for you to just stop yeah. it. Sometimes it's I think now I'm starting to realize that now. Sometimes it's good to keep it at three seasons and end it. Like I haven't watched Watchmen yet, but I do like the fact that they ended it and said, "Okay, there's no season two. That's it. Yeah. I'm like there's only that one season. That's, I like that, man. Yeah, if y'all, I don't know if y'all heard of the night of. Yeah. I I heard I watched some of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, that was only one season. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Michael K. Williams, who played in it, he um uh, he mentioned how you know he was like, oh, that's it. Like there's no other scene. They ain't never hit me back up for it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's good the way it ended. It didn't leave you with a cliffhanger. Yeah, it just ended. It was kind of like, damn, that's it's fucked a story, up. and it was told. But that was and that's it. it. Yeah, man. you don't yeah. need a three or four or five seasons, six seasons. Like that was cool right there. Yeah, it made this impact. People was talking about it. That's it. I agree. Um, anything else y'all want to add or touch on real quick? I think that's mainly the biggest topics we had to talk about. Um, like I said, man, episode 100. Thank all the listeners. Y'all know who y'all are. The the Juice Crew. I don't fuck you talk on <laughs> the now. The Juicers. That's, that's copyrighted Juice Crew. That was a fucking, uh, who was uh, it? Uh, Melly Mel. <laughs> a hip hop group. Yeah. Back in the 80s. Um, so, Juicers. The juicers, I don't know about that, man. We got to think about uh, We got with the juice hive. We got to think about something for something. y'all. Yeah. But we appreciate y'all fucking with the podcast for this long. Hopefully, you got a hundred more left in us. Yeah. We'll shout, see. Shout out to the Astros. Yes, yes. Cheating ass niggas as they are. <laughs> we still fuck with y'all. Um, it's so, the championship tarnish. Yes, it is. Like, there's no. You think it, so? Yes, it is. Uh, and here's the thing like, you, I, I understand. Like, I'm like, fuck it. I'll take the Tarnish Championship rather than nothing. Yeah. But you can't act like this, this never, shit never yeah, happened. They fired their general manager and manager after they went to the World Series, man. Yeah. Because yeah. of this shit. You can't act like it didn't really this, happen. Yeah. You can't act like this is not dirt on them. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it does tarnish not, it. I don't give a fuck, yeah. but it not, does tarnish not it. Not only that, that, but the people that was um, in the organization who are now managers got fired from their yes, teams. Everybody involved at the top levels is getting fired, man. <laughs> yeah. And you can't just sweep it under the rug like. Like it's some patriot shit because the patriots don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck it, you can call us whatever we want. We got six championships. The Astros like they had to clean house and they have to get all the dirt off them. Yeah. So I mean, it, it sucks. And the, the worst thing for me is because this was the first championship that I felt like we weren't going to have to argue about because yeah. with the Rockets. Even though Jordan. I will fight, you always have to fight the one or few people who will act like that's when well, Jordan wasn't in the league. because Jordan was retired, even though he came back on the last Rockets championship and he got beat by the Magic, who the Rockets swept. They don't care about that. Mm-hmm. They would say, "Oh, Jordan was retired. If he was in the league, y'all wouldn't have a championship." He was in the so league. So it's like whatever. We thought we finally had one championship that y'all couldn't argue. We beat the best teams in the league. Oh, mm-hmm. these niggas cheated. Yeah. 
So it's just frustrating, man. And it is tarnished. I don't care what people say. If you're a super fan, yeah. If you say, like, fuck it, it's championship. I don't care how we got it. That's fine. It's but cool. it you is can't tarnished. Take, you can't take away the memories and the moments. No, of course you not, was, man. You was on all night. That yes. night they won. I went to the parade. You know, it was fun. You know, I stood in line for a shirt. Yes. So you can't Nothing take that will stuff take away. That away, man. But for the simple fact that every time you bring it up, people going to yes. bring up the cheating. Yeah. That's how you know it's tarnished. It is, man. It's unfortunate. Like I said, like, you know, I wish the players would have had more sense. They knew the shit was wrong and they kept doing it. So fuck it. Like I said, I'll take it. It's better than nothing. But it does suck that, you know, that was a one great Astros moment and now it's been dirtied up a little bit. But who gives a fuck, man? <laughs> it is what it is. Yankees still suck. Boston Red Sox still ain't shit. So fuck all y'all, that's, man. Y'all was doing it too. That's a pretty good take. I might have to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. Y'all yeah. other franchises that's ain't shit only, either. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard nobody. I ain't heard nobody say that yet. Pretty much saying this the one championship we ain't got to argue about. That's true. And now, you know, that's messed up. <sighs> it is what it is, man. All <laughs> we can do is hope the Texans, I don't think they're ever going to get there. I got to be honest, man. Not <laughs> under this current administration. But the Rockets, I think, will get there. The The NBA is wide open. Yeah. Only hope so, so. Sorry, I know we're trying to get out of here. I but I thought I thought the Texans was about to get there, man. That yeah. first quarter. Yeah, I was fucking hype. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm texting people like, oh yeah, what type of shirt should I get? I was excited. I was planning myself for this tailgate. I, you know, I was gonna be judging the tailgates and all that stuff. I'm like, yes, yeah, it's gonna be, you know, old Houston versus new Houston. I'm like, oh yeah, I know we could beat the Titans. Beat the Titans before. Yes. And man, that shit. I have a hot take, and I know, like you said, we're trying to get out of here. But I think people who are crying for O'Brien to get fired are overreacting a little bit mm. because I think if the tight number one, if the Titans never beat Baltimore, I don't think anybody, even the hardcore Texans fans would have went into this game thinking the Texans even had a chance against the chiefs. Nobody looked at this team at the beginning of the season and said, this team is going to the Super Bowl. Nobody did, man. Mm. It was only after the Titans did the improbable and made them look silly. The Baltimore Ravens look silly that people said, oh, if we win this one, the AFC Championship will be in Houston. So, yeah. of course, we can do If they did it against uh, yeah. the Ravens, we can do it, even though ignoring the fact that they're not the same team and the Chiefs' offense is fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> so what were the Texans supposed to do? You can't fire a, a coach after – Winning four to five last year's the division championship and being beat by better teams in the playoffs. They're just getting beat by better teams. Last year, you should have fired him because they lost to the Colts, who are in the same division in the playoffs. But this year, it's like, what did y'all think was going to happen? But the Chiefs are a better team. And mm-hmm. see, I would have felt that way if. Um if the Chiefs came out and just blew them out. And that's what but, fucked everybody up, yeah, the way but, it started. But, but for the simple yeah, if simple fact, it was 24-zip. Yeah. And you could tell Kansas City was shocked. Yes. You could tell, like, they was they out of their shit. Yeah, they was out of their shit. You could tell on the sideline, the, the crowd was quiet. And for some reason, I felt like the Texans just took their foot off their necks the pro- and tried to go conservative. But, and it's just like, damn. The thing is, man, the Texans fluked into like two of those touchdowns. They did, yeah. Honestly. They did. So the, I think the numbers are kind of juked 
because there were some freak accidents that ended up in the Texans going up that much early. Yeah, punt fumble. Yeah. yeah. That was not going to sustain itself, punt man. Yeah. And the Chiefs, I don't care who they playing, they can put 50 on anybody head in the league pretty much. Yeah. Anybody, man. So, and we knew the offense of the Texans was not good enough to put 50 points on anybody head anytime. <laughs> so, it is like I'm not surprised by what happened. People are, you know, frustrated. <laughs> I get it. You yeah. think that they were up 24 and the it's game was over. I get it. Bit. But it was, man. Yeah. If you look at it objectively, you say, okay, this game kind of ended the way it should have. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So it is what it is, man. So your take is he shouldn't be fired this year. I think the team has to miss the playoffs at least for a coach to be fired. Because I can't remember the last time a a coach took a team, won the division, won a playoff game, and lost in a divisional round and was fired. I can't think of one instance. Now the – to be fair, Tennessee coach Mike Malarkey took them to the playoffs, and he was fired that same year. That's true. And that's when they hired Mike Rabel. But yeah, fair enough. But I just I think O'Brien got a hold on this team. I th- I felt like he haven't lost the locker room, and I felt like the management really liked Bill O'Brien. So yeah. I just don't. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like Kubiak, people were calling for Kubiak to get fired for years. He had to go two and fourteen for him to get fired. And that was the, the finally the last straw. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to get fired for this. I and mean, we know he's not going to, but like, I don't know. It, it is what it is, man. Football yeah. is a goofy sport <laughs> at yeah. the end of the it day. It's been rough for the Houston, man. Yeah. Houston teams. Right. And it is. I know we're going to get out of here, but yeah. just a quick sports takes on the <laughs> non sports show, use real this quick. On the show, man. Go ahead, man. Sure. And so that's all we got. Anything else y'all want to plug? Anything else y'all doing? Jasmine, you going to be anywhere out and about? You want people to show up at? Um, Actually, no. I'm kind of low-key at the moment. Um, I'll be in Oklahoma this weekend. but that That's not low-key. <laughs> right? What are you going to Oklahoma for? Um, For Ashley's birthday. Oh, okay. Why yeah. Oklahoma? Um, Because we listen to Transformation Church by... um. Pastor Michael Todd, and that's the only thing that she wanted to do for her birthday. She wanted to go okay. to church on her Indeed. birthday? Well, her go birthday was on church. Wednesday, so we want to go to... We were supposed to go in December, but the Texans fucking won the playoffs. Mm. So um, <laughs> the now she we're doing it for her birthday now. So you're going to church on her birthday? For her, that's birthday. A very, for her birthday. For her birthday. Yeah. That's a very wholesome way to spend a birthday. I think it's... No it's, turn up. No turn right. up at Oklahoma at all? I mean, we did Where the turn can you up. turn up at Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. I've never been. <laughs> I guess College wherever, campus, maybe? I was about to say, wherever the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder... I guess <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never been, but um, we did the turn up already. The turn up aspect. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so now this is the, the forgiveness part for the turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she said I'm laying low. Nobody's there. Like no one will be there. It's fine. All right. But yeah, no, nothing nothing right now. Um the playlist will be coming. I definitely slacked off of twenty nineteen, but they are back. They're coming right. back. So is my DJing. 
So all right, all right, just all right. keep us updated. It. Keep us updated. <laughs> and of course, you can find Jasmine. I don't mm. know if you're public with your social media again. Yeah, but no, you can find her fine. at Chitty Chitty Base on Instagram and Twitter. She's tweeting a little bit more. I've noticed that. I've I noticed have that. been. I'm, have trying, been. I'm trying. You know. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Get some of these followers. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Get your weight up, girl. Get your weight up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Figgy, you got anything else going on, man? Nah, I'm chilling. This is gonna be my first official weekend off. Oh, because nice. usually Yay. I work, I used used to work Starbucks every Saturday, mm-hmm. and then depending on you know Texans games, home games, I will mm-hmm. work Sunday too. But this is my first weekend off. I'm happy as and hell. And it's a long weekend. Yeah. Do you have to work on Monday? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. the guys work on Monday, but still, man, that's I'm cool with that. Yeah. So I'm also, peeps, you got a shout out from Joe Budden on the uh, for the podcast. Oh man. yeah, he responded. Wait, I responded to you. What yeah. did he say? So, um, so on their last episode, they they mentioned the Texans as being a quote unquote pussy uh-huh. for not going forward on fourth down and blah blah blah. So I grabbed that clip and we played it on in the loop. Oh, okay. And so I pretty much took a uh, sc- I screen recorded that you know part we you know played on in the loop. Uh huh. And I said, um, we use your content f- for our show, blah, blah, blah. And he pretty much said, man, uh, I, he pretty much responded to the, yeah, they, you know, yeah, they should have went for it or something yeah. like that. Talk about the game. Yeah. But yeah, he replied. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Budden. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We played that clip like five times throughout <laughs> the day, too. <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny because with them being New Yorkers, mm-hmm. they seeing the same shit we seen. Yeah. And so it's not like, um, because working... At the sports station in Houston, it it kind of felt like we the only ones talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it felt like we being picky. But for somebody that don't even you know pay attention to this team, mention the same thing we've been talking about all week. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. So it is interesting it. whenever the Texans play in the playoffs because that's usually the first time people outside of Houston even watch the Texans. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I think it I is f- interesting. I think the people, I think people follow Deshaun Watson a little more. Yeah, because he made some really good plays this year. So I think a lot of people know what he could do, but I I just don't think they really, uh, I guess, invested in the Texans. Yeah, as a team. I am depressed that all the black quarterbacks got eliminated too. Oh, so man. there's that. I mean, you still got Patrick Mahomes, man, but do you count, count him? <laughs> no, man. You I seen it? You I seen his girl? Oh man, this girl is irritating. <laughs> he got the look, man. I don't, I, I don't hate on nobody on who they date, but he got the worst type of white girl, yes. man. Yes. She wanted yes. them irrit- Remember Russell Wilson, first yes. wife? Yes. <laughs> he got somebody yeah. like Just that. Just like that. Looks like uh, even, I want to say maybe even worse than Russell, uh, not Russell Wilson, Um, RG3's first girl. Oh, yeah. That he broke up with for some other chick. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't count him, man. After seeing this girl, I'm like, nah, dog, you stay on that side. I don't care how yeah. you fancy you are in the pocket. You can stay over that side, bro. I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson, and they got yeah. beat, so fuck it. Yeah. Even Russell Wilson black again to me. <laughs> he fuck over to y'all right now. I would deal with Russell Wilson, man. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, I can't root for that man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, fuck it. Oh yeah. By the way, you can also follow Figgy at the Figgy Fig on all social media accounts. Yes. Also check him out full time all the time now yes. on In yes. the Loop. 
Sports Radio 610, 10 to 2 a.m., 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll be at the Sports Awards day. this Tuesday. Oh, word? So we're going oh. to be on the red carpet. Same. Okay. So uh, we're going oh, nice. to be doing a lot of um, little fun interviews with people who come on the carpet. Okay. So it should be fun. Cool, cool. See, so you can check, check out Figgy and Jasmine at the Sports Awards yeah. if you come to Rennie Houston. Check <laughs> them out. Fun. Check them out. That's cool. <laughs> um, you can find me at the Ryan Rocket on Twitter and uh, Instagram and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I don't be out much, so you mm-hmm. ain't going to see me nowhere. <laughs> um, <but laughs> <laughs> that's my goal for this podcast. Well, one of the goals for this podcast is to make Ryan go out more. Yeah, you just said that last year. No, but that was last either. year. And I wasn't, I wasn't very <laughs> yeah. active at it, you know. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna be. I more, wish we could have got you to go it. to the sports awards. We, it's probably and too late now. Man, Tuesday, I don't know. That's you gotta short go to notice. that. I'm not at, even uh, invited, I man. I got. Don't you got tickets to go to that shit? Um, yeah, you probably, yeah. I ain't going to where I ain't invited. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to the ceremony. I'm just part of the. Yeah, you're working. The center, aren't you? Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. I ain't going there to work. Yeah. I'm going to get drunk and act a fool. So <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I didn't even think I was invited. I was invited to the Bear Bryant Awards, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't even think I was gonna get an invite for this. Because Why? I, I You're don't a full time producer. Other full time producers ain't get this invite. You're Figgy. You gotta so, you gotta mm-hmm. hold your head high. Oh uh, no, no, I get it, but I thought there was something for like the host. So I really wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But then I came in. And, oh, this is for you. So I had oh, like a little go. pass and all that stuff. So, now we gon' we we gotta go and have little podcast field trips, man. Yeah. It don't gotta be no work thing. It could be someplace like a show or something. Yeah, we do. You know, we gotta make a little trip. If I from now on, Rowdy Rich is sold out. But would y'all go with me? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Girl, I'm 32 years old. I ain't going no. What's little. something creative we could do? Like that <sighs> that fit everybody. Going out wise, I don't know. There are a bunch of art fests, I guess. If you want to do some goofy shit like that, or you know, we should just go to like a uh, not no crazy young club, mm-hmm. but just go to a club and just get something to drink. Yeah, yeah sure. Just kind of yeah. Try you to tried hook, that before. Try to hook Jasmine up with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or Ryan, we, we could try to hook Ryan up with somebody. Ryan told me before this podcast. I just want everybody to know that I'm. I don't need a date. You don't. You got to get the mental together. You'll get there though. Mm. I need my mental together too. I'm fucked up in the head. Yeah. But look, you you gotta fix. Look, I, I think you. I think. Uh, <laughs> I gotta find y'all somebody, man. No, you y'all don't. should not be like this. No, you don't. It's fine. Yeah. It's like it's. I think some okay. y'all should be happy to be single. Y'all should be out dating whoever. Dating is a fucking. Man, it really isn't as cool. Like, I know you being married, you probably look at, I'm not saying you don't want to be married, but you probably look at it like, damn, I kind of miss dating. Yeah, it, you, it's easy to miss dating until you do it. I th- I, I think <laughs> when the you part, actually dating, yeah. it sucks, man. I think man. the part I miss is just being free. Yeah. Like, right now, I don't want to get no call saying, where you at? Uh, why you not home When yet? you dating, people do did that. You, did you take the dog out? Why, why you forget yes. to take the trash out? Chris Rock had a great quote about that. It's called married and bored, single and lonely. <laughs> you either going to be married and bored or you're going to be single and lonely. 
But the two, like, it's not, it always looks greener on the other side, man. I was the same way with my girl. I was like, yeah, I'm, I fucking, I can't stand. Actually, I'm happier now. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Oh now gosh, now 100%. I am. I went through it for a couple weeks. Yeah, I know. Salty, she I know her. I was salty about salty, the white man. That was hilarious. That was so funny. She had a damn Ashton. Yes. <laughs> no, nah, but I actually am happier now. But it, it is like, there are some things, of course, you miss. But honestly, man, dating, all that shit's over. Overrated. Be happy with your boring square life where yeah, you ain't got to deal with these I, bitches. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy with it, but it's still cool to go out and be like, damn, she kind of cute. What's up? And kind of, yes. you know, entertain yourself a little bit. You don't want to entertain these new school hoes, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's, that's true. Same what, like, <sighs> what you buying me? Like, I, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll get back. Oh fuck it! It's been too long, man. We we undid a damn near four hour podcast. Let's oh, wrap well, this we missed y'all. I so, know we did you know. miss y'all. Yeah, y'all got to make time listen to this whole thing because the whole thing is quality. So, um, check us out next week. We're gonna be back on a regular schedule. We're gonna try at least. Yeah. So we'll be back breaking down a new shit. I thought this podcast was over. Oh, no, 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 it's been no, almost no. a month. Has it really? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Been. But the weather Look, really, the weather had, like a, the had an effect last week. <laughs> I, we would have been here had the weather not been bad. I thought y'all had beef with me. No. I thought y'all did 100%. Really? Yeah, Why? I think I did. Why? Because I, the group chat was very empty. You were responding. You were responding. Shit was being wait. said, but you were no. absent. No, okay? Did, yeah, but yeah, That's why I didn't respond. I was out in fucking Comroe, which is fucking Louisiana pretty much. And, oh, uh, yeah. I just ain't had time to really reply. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it until after the fact. I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I was kind of happy we wasn't doing it because it'd been a long day. Mm-hmm. And then I had to drive. I, it took me two fucking hours to get out there because it took me to the wrong location. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all good. I, I think it happened to like four or five people. Oh, okay. But um, then I had to drive back out there. I, I, man, I'll tell that story next, yeah. next week. But yeah, long story short, somebody gave me $40. Oh, damn. Just out of nowhere. Some listener. Oh, damn. Yes. Okay. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to him. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell it next week. <laughs> but no, Ryan, I, you need to stop. Look, 2020, we're not going into 2020 with this. Oh, so. Don't ever say that I don't fuck with you and I don't like you. Well, you don't, and you don't, but it's okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Jasmine, it's Remember, yes, I do. It's yes, okay. I do. We had a beef before, but we cleared no. it, and you won't let it go. No, and I'm trying to be no, no. peaceful. I know you are. I know you are, but we'll we'll, we'll work through it. We'll work through <laughs> it. I just don't. I, I'm kind of like you in a way because I wonder what people are saying when I'm not there. And I feel mm. like maybe my paranoia is like, I oh, I, so. I don't see anything in the yeah. group chat, but I bet y'all are talking. I bet y'all yeah. talking about this nigga who That's, don't want to do the podcast because no, of the weather. <laughs> what's funny? No. What's, yeah, I felt like that's how Jasmine used to think me and you were. That's yes. how I know. I'm like, I'm like, literally, I, I mean, you know, Ryan is my guy, but we don't be having those conversations. No, and Vicky, a full time producer now, I barely talk to Vicky anymore, like mm, on our outside yeah. conversation. Yeah, before I you got him. here, Ryan was like, oh, yeah, how Jasmine been doing? I'm like, shit, I don't even know. Yeah. I seen her in passing, but. I really don't know how she's doing. I, I think I seen you one time throughout this whole little yeah. break, and we you know, we went to Starbucks. Yeah, but but that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, 
I love you. I, you, I just want you to. I want you to hold on to that, okay? Aww. Whenever you think that I don't fuck with you, I do. Aww, okay. And stop putting that narrative out here. We're gonna Aww. be a friend. We're gonna be a. We're gonna be friends we outside of the it. podcast. We gonna work on it. We yes. gonna work on it this year. All right, we gotta like, wrap we this had, up. Though. I know, right? We just had a touching <laughs> moment at wrap three up, hours then. and thirty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a very open, open and honest moment. Wrap it so, up, So, let's wrap up this damn podcast. I got to take a piss, Me so too. fuck it. For Jasmine, for the lovely Jasmine, and for my man Figgy, I am Ryan Rocket. This is the Jim's Dudes Podcast. Tune in next week, y'all. Peace. Peace.